Hi, podcast. No. Welcome. No. <laughs> Goodbye, podcast. It's canceled. That's the end of this episode. <laughs> Follow us on everything. <laughs> no, 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 no. You should play the end music. <laughs> Instead of the intro. And then the intro will play right after it. Yeah, this is getting confusing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't make sense. We could play the intro at the beginning. We could play the end music at the beginning and then the end music. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it like normal. We can't. <laughs> and then we the can't. intro will play now. Hi, podcast. Hi, podcast. Hi, podcast. We are in person. I, you know, I was thinking about that the other day when I was editing. You genuinely can't tell. That's good. No, it's like so nice. Would y'all have guessed that the past like six episodes have been Discord? I mean, we say it in all of them, but. We didn't in a few of them. Oh. We just talked like it was completely normal and then we'd get halfway through your story and be like, wow, the lag on FaceTime is really bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, there, there's hints. I think you could piece it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, don't yeah. say it in the beginning at all of them. I know that. But I know one of them. Like, at the end of my story, we're like, Discord's crazy. And we're like, <laughs> we haven't said that this one's on Discord. Do you need a blanket? Are you cold? I got this thingy. Do you need a blanket? No, I'm good. Okay. I've been warm all day. I'm enjoying the cold. You. Look at my knee. What the fuck? What is that? What I, happened? I fell at the skate park yesterday. <laughs> um, I'm doing some pretty cool skater boy stuff, though. He was a boy. <laughs> skater boy. She, she was, was a girl. girl. Can I make it Can any we get more a obvious? Copyright. <laughs> okay, like, will they attack us for that? God, I hope so. I would love to get a, a copyright strike from Avril Lavigne. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd fucking frame it and then also not desist and cease <laughs> like i would continue to do I'd it i'd sing it louder i'm more obnoxious i want more copyright strikes from avril levine specifically you know she's dead and was replaced with a body double ah yeah that's fun one of these days we're gonna do this i was gonna say that sounds like something we should cover no yeah it's like a full thing it's like what the- if that's what you were talking about today what an epic segue <laughs> and by the way <laughs> No, no, no. I have a ghost today. I have a true crime. That that carries. I think so. Yeah, because that was our first episode, right? Yeah, ghost. Goatman's Bridge in... No. Yeah, Goatman's Bridge in the Amato case. Yeah, that's it. Whenever we name our categories for the episode, I like default to the first three. And I'm like, does that carry? Yeah, yeah. that's what I... But I only... I start to forget now, though, because it was the Gomez Bridge and the Motto case. Mm-hmm. I do not remember episode two at all. Uh, it's, You did Mr. Anime? That was episode three. Yeah, was Mr. that Anime was. Mr. Anime and D8 Love. Yeah, what is two? I did the... the No. What <laughs> right? Did... Episode two just kind of disappears. I think that was when I did The Mummy. Ooh, and did I do The Lugaru? Maybe. Let me let me look on Spotify. Because that real one's quick. an other and a ghost, right? Yeah, I think we were still like figuring out what to talk about for everything. I did, the... and ghost wound up being way harder than we thought, which is hilarious. You know, I was looking through when I I picked my um my topics for the next seven episodes. 
and it was so easy. I'd like to pick the true crime cases, whatever. And then the second easiest was Other. And I was like, this is a true crime and paranormal mm. podcast, and yet paranormal is the hardest one? Yeah. Yeah, it was The Mummy and The Ruguru. Fun. What a fake episode. Yeah, I, I think really we really was- were just like, what can we get away with on episode two? <laughs> and did that. I really was like... We came out the gate swinging with those first three, though. No, yeah. That's a, a crazy span of stuff we covered. The, <laughs> the the range that this podcast has. We really sat down episode one and talked about a demonic bridge and a guy who loves credit card an fraud. An e-girl. <laughs> credit card fraud. I was talking to the, the guy at work who, but he was talking to me about that first episode and I was like, it's fucking crazy. Credit card fraud. And he was like, yeah, and you said that about like 30 times in the episode. Yeah, no, you were flabbergasted My about the credit card. commentary was about the fraud. Oh, the podcast's birthday oh, was yeah. a couple of days ago. We Not for when old. y'all hear this. This is being recorded on April 18th. Yeah, our birthday was four days ago. Yeah. Which I'm now realizing I was going to screenshot our first episode and post it on Spotify. I don't know why Spotify says our our first episode was posted on the 13th. It wasn't. That's a Tuesday. But our podcast definitely was... Our first episodes aired April 14th, but Spotify says 13th. Oh, it does. I wonder if it was, like, because we released them at midnight. I wonder if the first one oh, was maybe. just, like, right before the 14th. Which means that our canonic birthday is 413. Homestuck day. Homestuck day. We were eating family. We do family dinner at school, which mm-hmm. is just the friends get together and Q-Q-Q. eat. Um, <laughs> and we were talking about that it was, it was 413, and it's something else. It's something. Oh, Neil banging out the tunes from two that you know the rap with the little xylophone. Oh wait, I think I know. What it's you're talking from about. Tumblr. Yeah, or it was all over Tumblr. But it, it it's it's just a picture someone posted of the rat with the little thing. No, yes, yes. And his I name saw is it on Neil. Adam's Snapchat story about forty times, and I got so mad. Yeah, it was like when does it end? <laughs> I thought my phone was broken. Yeah, I thought I thought Snapchat froze because I had I just had to like spam through the story. But yeah, it's Neil Day, and then. It- <laughs> We were talking about Neil, and then one of my other friends was like, it's also Homestuck Day, and yeah. I got a pretty nasty side eye. <laughs> it was good. My favorite was on 413 when all of the TikToks were, like, the only day that you can un- unashamed be a Homestuck. Yeah, it was all these cosplayers painting their face gray for the first time. No, I lo- they would just do a gray streak, and if you knew, you knew. If you yeah. didn't, there was fear. No, yeah. But <laughs> it, it's an important day for the culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And our birthday is technically 4.13. That's cool. It's like right in the middle of those two days. Yeah. We get the best of both worlds. Yeah. We can just say whichever one we want. Yeah. On any given day. Mm-hmm. We get to decide. But no, it's our birthday. Yeah. Birthday month. Which is so exciting. And we are... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, we're almost at episode 50. Yeah. Because this Next is 49. Episode. I'm trying to think of what... 47 or 46 just came out in real world time yes one of those just dropped we're trying to see yeah. where we were and i'm pretty sure this is the third time i've had to open spotify in the past two minutes pretty sure it's called the babadook summer home 
It is. I just don't know the number. Pretty It's 46. Yeah. Okay. Babadook Summer Home. Yeah. So, that's pretty good. There's 52 weeks in a year. We got to 46. That means we hit almost every week. We and that stuck makes with sense, it. given with, like, the hurricane. Yeah, and then there was some school things that mm-hmm. we pushed back. Like, exam week, I think we might have missed or something. Or, like, right after, because we didn't record during exam week. There was something, like, I don't think it was during exam week, but we couldn't record that week. So, like, a couple weeks down the road, we wound up having to skip. Yeah. Um, But, no, we did good. And we took off the holidays for Christmas. We We missed a week. Yeah. Give everyone holiday time. How have you felt about this past year doing a podcast? It's been pretty cool. Me, <laughs> a parasite. Yeah, I mean, I have to see you more, which... <laughs> <sighs> um, no, but... Yeah, it's been cool. I've had to drive a lot, which is interesting. I don't mind driving, but it's been fun to, like, look back and how many weekends I wasn't in where I go to school. I almost just said Redacted. It. Redacted. Um, yeah. So that's been interesting to, like, follow that. But now that we have Discord set up, I think no, even yeah. next year's going to be even easier to, like, stay on top of not having to skip. No, yeah. Because we can just sit down and do two real quick. It's not like I have to drive drive two, two hours. hours there and back before school starts. Yeah. Uh, so I think we'll be even faster with what we can produce. And that'll help less driving times mean more TikTok time. I still have not <laughs> finished any TikToks, though. <laughs> no, I've already decided that when you're gone for the summer, like, that's going to be what I do. Is stock up. Is and- TikToks and, like, some more graphic stuff and trying to get everything else under control. While yeah, we have I've been working on, because I've always wanted to do, like, my own content creation stuff yeah. with Twitch streaming and YouTube. So I've been, like, planning out some more of that and, mm-hmm. like, working on twitch graphics and stuff that's That's been really fun too is to like finally be in this groove enough to like be like i'm ready for my next project to take in yeah but then i'm gonna be gone the whole summer so i wanted to start streaming before it but then i was like then i'll have to take a three-month break yeah right out the gate so i'd rather take the time now to like really set up for it and then come out the gate swinging right at the end of summer which makes a lot more sense yeah. And then you can sit down and be like, by the way, <laughs> I'm back. Also, prairie dogs. <laughs> yes, we are going to have a Discord channel for the prairie dogs. No, yeah, I'm, I've, I haven't decided what we're going to call it yet, though. Yeah. I was going to call it P-Dog. P-Dog. Like, that, something about that seems wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Paranormal prairie dogs. <laughs> that works. I'm just long for a yeah. <laughs> Discord channel paranormal dogs <laughs> yeah paradox paradox there we go <laughs> and it just gets further and further away from what paradox prairie dogs are yeah it just says like groundhog on it it's <laughs> like the wrong animal no yeah 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 yeah. did you see john joined our discord i did i said hi he is helping me figure out my mechanical keyboard keyboard situation which is fun i'm gonna order a new one that's cool. Yeah. It's not. I'm also sick, podcast. Oh, yeah. We didn't say that right, right in the I'm beginning. I'm so sorry. I'm not my normal fun self. I am ill. Physically. Mentally. Dying. Logically. Ill. I've been playing Stardew Valley for the past, like, four days. 
your body's going into shock it from is all the stardew valley it is <laughs> no it is dude i just figured out how to mod my stardew valley game downhill yeah no downhill life can only go down from there you peek at that pink sheep <laughs> pink sheep in the discord we also someone asked me for my pizza pasta i saw that was Recipe. it Milky or was it jake oh i forgot who asked me i know because then I, we were also talking about like fun things that we say here mm-hmm. and someone said they recognized our or they they heard our accents yeah because that's why i was talking, uh lollipop and landmines lollipops mm-hmm. and landmines we talked for a while yeah uh, and i freaked out because they say pop for real yeah i thought that was made up i'm gonna be real i thought everyone was gaslighting me i was like nobody says pop anymore <laughs> But yeah, they were like, yeah, no, we say pop. No, they say weird shit in other places. When I used to live in Vermont, they called soft serve ice cream creamies. Drove mm. me insane. That's... Like, you want to go get a creamy? What the fuck is that? <laughs> it sounds like... <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> I was like, I'm 12. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, what else has been happening? I've been at the skate park a lot recently. We've learned a lot. For some reason, this past week, we went like six times. And we had been, like, four times. No, like, during the school past week. Um, Yeah, and since I've been back here, not in school town. Yeah, I'm in a different redacted. Um, (laughs) We've been to this skate park twice. Like, we usually go to the one in school redacted. Yeah. But now I'm at home redacted, and we've been to the home one twice. There's a home redacted one? uh, Oh. Yeah, it's in the back. I didn't know that. It's oh, really wait, no, I did by the dog park. Yeah, yeah. It's really nice. Like it's bigger than the one we have in school redacted. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I've learned some cool things. Are you getting better at it? Yeah, I can go down the big ramps. <gasps> uh, not the curved ones, just the the inclines, straight inclines. Oh. And I can turn on them, so like I can go up and turn to come back down yo i hurt my knee that's what i was showing you a second ago my scraped knee i was i've uh at school we would just go off the curbs yeah so you can you ride from flat to flat and i was doing that but on not a curb so there was a mental block because it was <laughs> it didn't look the same and i was also coming off of a big ramp yeah and going up another little ramp and then off that curb uh-huh. um and so the mental block was there and like the eighth time i did it I had been landing with just one foot on the board, and I was like, I'm committing here. And I did everything wrong on that <laughs> one, so I just fell. <laughs> I'm committing here, I did, and I, then I did I mean, everything I got, wrong. I fell off the curb part. I at least didn't fall on a ramp. There was a, a little girl at the skate park, and she was talking to us at one point, and she had never skated before, mm-hmm. apparently. The first thing she did when she walked into the skate park was go on top of the biggest ramp and tried to go down no it was ballsy we were like you can start with the little ramp like we'll move if you because i was going up the little ramp to jump off the little curb yeah yeah and so i was like yeah we'll get out the way if we're scary because it was me adam and two other guys were starting to hang out with us Uh we were all like they one of them knew how to do it one of them was learning Uh and they were telling me and adam how to do it so we were all doing the same thing um and so we're like we'll all move to that we can do the the bigger stuff so you can have that she's like no i got it and i was like okay ma'am you have it (laughs) i didn't fall yes (laughs) i don't think she did i hate to rag on her but i don't think she did a single thing 
without falling. I felt so bad. I was like, no, like I can help you on the little ramps. Like I'll I'll sit down and show you how to do it if you want. She's like, no, I want to go. I want to jump that. And I was like, I don't think a single one of us here has landed that yet. No, one of the kids had. And I was like, he just did that <laughs> for the first time. And no one else here can do it. And this is your first time standing on a skateboard? So maybe. She did it. No, she did <laughs> fall pretty bad on that one. Yikes. She was okay, though. She got back up and kept doing it. The fact that she it. just kept going, though. No, that's, that's how you skateboard. That's what we're talking about. Because I, I can do a fair amount at the skate park now. But, like, Adam fell. Yeah. You, the, most of skateboarding is falling until you get something right. Which makes sense. And then you fall a bunch more times till you can do it consistently. Which makes sense. Yeah. And the harder the stuff gets, the nastier the falls are. But yeah. you just have to keep doing it. I will never learn how to skateboard. That's fun. I will learn how to roller skate. But we are going to, to y'all's skate park after. Yeah. We're addicted for some reason right now. Should we start? Yeah. What is it at? 18. Oh, shit. We've got some stuff. I we thought could... that said 11. Oh, no, no. Pads over here. Hi. So you have a ghost? Nope. <laughs> the subtle look off to the side and the back. <laughs> no, yeah, I do. Okay, okay. Yeah, That's, I do. I was going to say, because like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I do have a ghost. I do have a ghost. This is... um. It's an interesting one. I didn't, I, I've heard the name before and I didn't ever know anything about it. It was super cool. Um, I don't know how to give you hints. That's fun. I forgot to write hints also, so it's going to be a struggle. Nice. This is going to be a fun episode. Um, so this is one of the most famous cases of poltergeist activity ever okay and it's a person not a place a person was yeah is like a person haunted that's famous no not famous it's just a very famous haunting of this person that's what i'm saying she's not famous yeah like i didn't know if like the it was a person that came back as a ghost or if someone was being haunted haunting okay okay and it's also the subject of a very, very, very famous book that the case is named after. Hmm. Huh. Okay. It's named after the book. Yeah. The case. Like, it's not named after the person. It's named after the book that someone wrote about this person. Huh. Huh. I know. Huh. That's, yeah. Huh. <laughs> A poltergeist in a person, a book written about that in the case. It happens in the 1870s, if that makes it easier for you. (laughs) No, yeah, I don't know. What is it? The Great Amherst Mystery. I, like, might have heard that. Yeah, it's... I'm very sick. (laughs) You're good. It's... Hold on. I'm so sick. So, it's a really, 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 really famous poltergeist story. Um, And apparently, like, a lot of people know about it, and I just didn't Hmm. um, pop off, I guess. But it's, it happens in Amherst, Nova Scotia, Canada, between 1878 and 1879. But the reason it's, like, a big deal is because, so this haunting was super violent, super crazy, 
and this guy comes to stay with them for like a three-month period and writes down everything he experiences and turn it, turns it into a book. That's cool. So it's like, it's one of the most well-documented cases of poltergeist activity hmm. is why it's like such a big deal. Um, so... For those of you who don't know, a poltergeist is a spirit that rarely has a physical form, but is responsible for a very physical haunting. So, like, the stuff moving, lights on and off, the whole thing. I also learned that the word itself means nasty ghost or knocking spirit. That's wildly different. Wildly <laughs> different. Um, <laughs> but, just some details. But, so, there's this woman. Her name, Esther. Okay. And she lives in this house that's sort of like a hodgepodge of people, right? So it's her sister's family. Olive, her name's Olive Tweed, and she has a husband named Daniel Tweed. They have two kids together, Willie and George. Okay. In addition to them, Olive and Esther's brother lives in the house. His name is John. Also their sister, her name is Jenny. Some cases call her Jane. Um, and then Daniel's brother, also named John, lives with them. It's a lot of people. So it's it's Olive and her family, yeah. and then her siblings. Yes. And then Daniel has a John. Dan- and who's Daniel? <laughs> so Daniel and Olive are married. Okay, Daniel's the husband. I see. Yeah, Daniel and Olive are married. Olive has three, two of her siblings living with them. So. No, three. So Olive has three siblings living with them. John, Esther, Jane. Okay. Or Jenny, depending on the source. Daniel has one sibling living Got with it. them. John. Got it. And, then together. and it's their kids. Yeah. So it's it's Olive and Daniel's world. Yes. And these other guys are living in it. Literally. Okay. Point blank period. It's also their house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the house was on Princess Street, which I also just thought was fun. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a two-story A-framed timber cottage, perfectly normal. Okay. Um, and it was apparently like a really tight-knit family, like they enjoyed each other's company. I'm a sure lot. if they're all living together. <laughs> I mean, I'd hope they like each other. Yeah, you'd hope that Olive didn't hate her siblings, but also just had them all in her house. I mean, I've heard of weirder things. <laughs> Um, Esther was the youngest of the three sisters in the home, so she'd often get tasked with, like, watching the kids. And Olive, meanwhile, was, like, this picturesque housewife. Um, okay. And Jane was just kind of there. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Jane. In a lot of the stories, she's just kind of there. But our story is about Esther. Okay. She's our main character, if you will. So this starts in August of 17... Nope. 18... 78. Okay. I was about to be 100 years off. (laughs) So, Esther is 18. This guy, his name is Bob McNeil. He offers to take Esther out on, like, a date. They're going to go on a drive. It's going to be cute. Um, In a buggy, which I also just thought was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But at one point, he pulls over the buggy, pulls out a revolver, and points it at Esther and tells her to get out. Weird date, um, but okay. <laughs> weird date, but okay. That's the name of this week's episode. Um, she doesn't know what's going on. She says no with this gun pointed at her. He's planning on assaulting her is what's happening. Oh. Like, he was going to tell her to get out, get onto the ground so that he could get on top of her. 
Um, oh my gosh. She said no. Um, Good for her. He gets pissed, but at the same time, another wagon is coming. So he, like, panics and gets back in and just drives her home. A baddie. <laughs> so, like, he was afraid of getting in trouble. But um, why he was her friend in the first place, I don't really know. Because locals said that he was fucking batshit. Like, he used to skin the cats and then watch them run around. Oh. He's... Know, no yeah there's a spin-off series there <laughs> happening no yeah um after this incident he did leave amherst he didn't die or anything but he just kind of like disappears from the story <laughs> oh he's running from the law <laughs> for skinning their cats literally um but this is like the starting point of the story because after this the ghost shit starts almost immediately hmm. like right after after the incident the same day, she gets home, she goes straight to bed. No one hears from her until morning. They just think the date had gone, like, poorly. I did. They <laughs> assumed right. <laughs> they did assume right. Um, and, like, their their suspicion is kind of encouraged because she doesn't, for the next four days, she's, like, super quiet and super reserved. Um, she spends time outside. And, like, with the neighbors and stuff, like, she doesn't want to be by her family because she doesn't want to tell them what happened. Ah. Um, her family thought she and Bob had gotten into a fight and just kind of, like, hoped she'd feel better. hmm A week later, though, is when shit starts to happen. Uh-oh. So her and Jenny slash Jane, whatever the fuck her name is, are getting <laughs> ready to go, go to sleep. And they hear this noise from under the bed. And so they think it's a mouse. So they're looking around for this fucking mouse. Why they're looking for it, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but they find this box under the bed, and it's full of, like, patchwork for sewing. They think the mouse had somehow, like, gotten into the box or behind the box or something. So they pull it out and put it into the center of the room, waiting for the mouse to come out of the box. Once again, why, I don't know. Um <laughs> Because they had nothing else to do. Literally. In the 1800s. But they watch the box jump about a foot into the air before it lands, falls over, and onto its side. So they're scared. Crazy mouse. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so they're scared, so they call for Olive's husband to come in, their brother-in-law. Daniel. Yes. He the laughs at the story. He thinks it's ridiculous. And so they just go to bed. Okay. <laughs> The next night, Esther doesn't feel good. Much like me right now. It's a haunting. Um, she actually screams for her sister to wake up by yelling, quote, I'm dying, I'm dying. <laughs> she turns on the lamp. And Jane turns on the lamp and finds Esther in the center of the room. Her hair is standing completely on end. Her face is bright red, and she was holding onto a chair so tightly that her nails were digging into the wood. Ew, why? Um, so <laughs> she's freaked, so she's calling for the rest of their family because what the fuck is going on? Um, and so Olive and Daniel and John and John and John come like trotting in to help, and. They're trying to get her back into bed, but she's, like, screaming in agony the entire time. Um, <laughs> I like how their, their solution was just, like, she's tired. Get her to bed. Literally screaming in agony. Um, she's saying she's about to burst, and it looks like her skin is swelling. 
like she's filling with something and her skin is like hot to the touch and she's also screaming the entire time that's all gross um yeah so they don't know what to what to do what to do um then it there's a noise coming from either downstairs or like a different part of the house that sounds like lightning had struck it so olive and like the squad are like oh no lightning just struck the house and they zoom away (laughs) they all trot back out and suddenly everything stops no more lightning noises no more screaming no more nothing um esther's body stops swelling like a switch flipped and immediately she passes out oh no yeah after everyone left too no one can catch her yeah um so that was the beginning of the end nice after that there's a lot of small shit that starts going on so there's like knocking on the walls banging and rustling in the night um and esther starts to have fits that are very reminiscent of seizures so like her body would also visibly swell feverish and chilly within minute um it was more than just this first time like those were the fits that she'd have pretty regularly Mm mm-hmm on one of these occasions, the sheets and the bedding were ripped off of the bed. Um, every time Olive tried to return them to Esther, it would happen again. Like, they would not let this bitch have a blanket. Um, <laughs> a pillow was her. literally torn from under her head and, like, thrown across Ugh. the room. They literally were just tormenting her. And yet still more stuff happened. So objects in their house would start to fly around. <laughs> they're just throwing things literally so the family decides to call a doctor like that's gonna help i mean <laughs> i guess if you don't know what's going on yeah she was swelling i'd call a priest i don't know i maybe both get both of At them the in same here time, yeah. yeah get the doctor and the priest and team up together mr doctor priest yeah there you go that's new profession the this week's <laughs> um so he shows up and he comes specifically at night because that's when the fits always happen. So he's trying to catch her like midway through a fit to assess her. And during this visit, they decide to torment her through the bedding again. Um, so the pillow is ripped from her head and to make matters worse, it's put back. <laughs> like they pull it from her. They take it from her. And then they put it back. <laughs> and the doctors freaked out. Um, and then it happens again. Like, they put it back and they try and take it again. And Esther's... Oh, they re- they're just showing off. Literally. They're like, look, we can keep taking it. And Esther's brother tries to step in and, like, grab the other side of the pillow. And they start playing tug of war for this fucking pillow. Awful. And he can't keep a grip on it because it's too strong. Um, it's ripped from him. And all of his hair stands on end. And the doctor's just, like, watching this man play tug-of-war with <laughs> Nothing. the fucking Babadook. Like, <laughs> and they could also hear scratching on the wall like somebody was carving something. Ew, and it turned bad. out it said, Esther Cox, you are mine to kill. <gasps> that's like the Scooby-Doo episode where there's the, the carving in the wall in the kitchen. What? Do you know? And they're, like, scraping off the paint. I don't know what you're talking about. It's uh the the Avery Island based one. I really don't know what you're talking about. Where they're the Velma's in the kitchen and they're like there's 
they like start scraping the paint off and there's like it's something like that something starts like carving in the wall in one of the scooby-doo episodes damn was it really a ghost yeah was it it's one of the only ones where it was actually just a ghost oh shit (laughs) (laughs) i didn't expect you to say yes to that yeah, I think it's the Avery Island one where the Avery Island one is, it was for a while the only one where it's not someone pretending. Pretending. I, I think with the newer Scooby-Doo's, there might have been another one, mm-hmm. like a Halloween special or something. I can't confirm that though, but I know for a while that the Avery Island based one was the. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. And wow. they carve in the wall. Anyway, that's my tangent. It was based <laughs> off of the. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, a large piece of plaster is also ripped from the wall, and it turns mid-air to land at the doctor's feet. <laughs> so it's ripped from the wall and then turns to land in front of him. They gotta make sure he sees this stuff. No, yeah, they're literally like, you're not leaving thinking that this is a seizure. <laughs> um, Imagine if it was a seizure, though, and he's like, all right, I'm gonna wait until she has another one to confirm. <laughs> Sounds like a doctor in the 1870s. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, yeah. So there's also knocking and slamming for two hours Ew. until she falls asleep. Oh, that's weird that they go to... S- they're it, off the clock when she's asleep. Yeah. Why not wake her up? They're, there's Why stop there? Punch cards for this bitch. Bully her. They're here to torment <laughs> her. Um, but no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the doctor comes back the next day and he gives her sedatives to help her sleep this time. Um, he also diagnoses her with nervous excitement. <laughs> I love the made-up diseases. <laughs> I couldn't not include it. When I was nervous excitement, which is it sounds like just hysteria. Anxiety. <laughs> they just didn't have the word anxiety. They were like you're nervous but also like fast. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. Thank you. You're nervous, but you're excited about it. But, um, no, 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 yeah, but they, the sedatives, though, only made shit, like, worse. (laughs) Oh, it put her to sleep, but it woke the demons up. No, yeah, um, it made it worse. Later, that same doctor, um, is interviewed by the guy later who writes the book, um, and the quote is... He informed me that on one occasion he had given her one ounce of brom- uh, of bromide of potassium, one pint of brandy, and a heavy dose of morphia and laudanum. These are make up, made up words. <laughs> on the same night, without the slightest effect to her system, he stated on this same evening that all the medicine was neutralized by the ghosts. <laughs> They ate the medicine instead. Also, can we talk about the fact that the medicine was brandy? Yeah, I, they just sprinkled that one in. They were like, and a bunch morphine, of fake words. potassium, get brandy. her drunk. Uh, <laughs> That'll help the meds. That's literally how they fixed everything, though. They're like, mm, just do cocaine and call me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> just do cocaine and call me in the morning. You know what I'm about to say. That's the name of this week's episode. Thanks, everyone. Okay. Um, yeah, so the banging noises were described as somebody, um, it sounded like a sledgehammer was on, like somebody was taking a sledgehammer to the shingles on the roof. Ew. But, like, there was no one on the roof. Just to <laughs> put that out there. 
um, there was no man with the sledgehammer. At this point, in weeks past, the banging starts happening during the day, too, to the point where it becomes, like, local gossip. Oh, you're like, walking by and you're like, why is it? Why does that house sound like it's being bulldozed? <laughs> oh, that's just the fucking ghosts that live inside Esther. It's Don't no worry. big deal. Um, no, yeah. So the poltergeist activity continues for months, actually. And it literally does just become common knowledge. People would come to visit the co- cottage to come hear the banging and the knocking. That's so weird. Um, people would also witness moving objects. And it was often when, like, Esther was in full view. So it wasn't like she was doing anything. Yeah. She'd just get shit thrown at her. Um, people, even clergymen, would, like, come to the house to have experiences. Like, men of God or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I guess they would have to be the ones to come. No, yeah. <laughs> Exercise it. One. That was a yawn. One clergyman came to visit and left, quote, fully satisfied that Esther hadn't produced the manifestations herself and that the family did not assist her in any way. Oh, yeah, he's saying it's not a yeah. fake. Yeah, he came to watch this shit happen and was like, oh, no. <laughs> They're not pulling strings. Yeah, no, she didn't do that, bro. That's cool. Yeah, his, his theory was actually one of the interesting ones. I didn't write it down because it was nonsense. Um, but he was saying that she was, like, electrically charged by the trauma and that all the ghost activity was invisible lightning. He described her as an electric battery. That's, I mean, that's, that's, holds up to, like, ghost theories today, though, like, that they can suck the energy Mm -hmm. out of your cameras. She was just, like, sucking the emotional energy out of a situation. Yeah. Or, like, the videotape theories we've talked about is, like, a high- high emotion high energy situation that energy can like ripple through time and like since we can't ripple through time that that doesn't compute to us but like we don't know how energy what plane it exists yeah yeah yeah. stuff like that i just thought it was funny that he straight up called her a battery yeah (laughs) double a that's fun Um, be like yeah ghosts are just lightning but invisible. invisible Um, But the doctor, he keeps trying to come back to, like, help her in some way. That's Um, good. And shit gets even weirder because the ghost starts to converse with them. Ooh, like through her? Through knocking. Oh, like Sammy Colby. Just like Sammy Colby. (laughs) It starts to knock on the walls. And at one point, like, for example, at one point the family asks how many people are in the room. And the ghost knocks five times. Esther, at this point, had her face buried in a pillow. And people were in and out of the room. So she didn't know how many people were in the room. So it was not Esther. And there was five people in the room. Ew. Wait, but, like, she wasn't knocking also. No, yeah. But it was important to note that even if if she was knocking in some way, she couldn't know. She had her face buried in the pillow and was trembling. Dude, I would have to have, like, everyone holding hands in the center of the room. No one else in the house be like, all right, now knock. Yeah. Because there was so many people in there, you'd get scared like someone's in the closet down the hallway just listening in. And it's me. You're the closet knocker? Yeah. (laughs) No, yeah. Are you kidding? That's how we make money. Um, In December of 1878, Esther gets sick. Really sick. To the point where she spends two weeks completely bedridden. 
and then after that actually has to go to a different sister's house to recover in a different area whoa in new brunswick does she bring it with her during this time no phenomenon occurred Hmm. nothing happened even at the other sister's house but when she gets better and come home it's it immediately starts up again tenfold just like move then oh she does oh (laughs) (laughs) um it's but it's like it's it couldn't it couldn't attack her when she was sick for some reason yeah that's weird it's because like from what you hear with like ouija boards and stuff is you shouldn't play them when you're sick yeah because it makes it easier to be possessed yeah so it's weird that they'd be like "Mm, she's sick it's off limits now guys we can't bully sorry or maybe if 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 battery man was right she had no energy for them to sap yeah okay regardless though she does come back when she's better she's like "Uh, no more ghosts guys and then it starts up (laughs) tenfold they were like oh you thought (laughs) oh you thought you think we were just done you thought we oh that's cute (laughs) we gave you work leave like you were off a week you got workers comp yeah um during one night she's laying in bed and it's unclear if she shared a bed with jane or if they just shared a room Mm-hmm. Um, but she whispers to her, to her sister, to Jane, that she can hear someone speaking to her. Ew. Supposedly, the voice tells her that it had lived on Earth, but had had been dead for some years, and that it would set fire to the house that night. Does the house catch on fire? So Jane gets freaked and is like, <laughs> um, no, we're going to get Olive. Like, we are renting here. Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they go to get olive they go to get daniel they also call the doctor and they're like she's hearing voices now man um she's back and they're at it again yeah so they come into the room right all of them it's a family meeting if you will i'm turning my phone on do not disturb do not disturb um so family meeting while this family meeting is happening um a lit match falls from the ceiling onto the bed they were trying to light her on fire catches it on fire so the they extinguish it and then another one comes from the ceiling yeah they're just falling through i don't know all i know is it's fucking lit and it's a match <laughs> they lit the bed on fire first and then it lights a different fire and they're lighting they're putting out all these fires um and they start to talk to the entity with the knocks again and Daniel asks, is the house going to be set on fire? And three knocks equals yes. Which is also bad. Because three knocks... Yeah, did they set the three as yes? Don't know. I wonder if they were like, what means yes, and then it did the three? Yeah. That would be funny if it was... Um, so after they get that yes, five minutes later, another fire started in a different part of the house. Ew. Um, so they're freaked the fuck out. Yeah, I would have to have, like, stationed in every room. Three days later, another fire starts in the cellar. Like, literally in the basement. Um, Her and Jane actually run into the street to beg for help with putting it out. And one strange note is, like, one of the guys who showed up, he runs into the house, extinguishes the fire. He actually, he takes off his coat, throws it at the girls, runs into the house, puts out the fire, comes back out, doesn't doesn't stay for thanks his name anything takes his coat leaves never seen again no one knows who this dude is 
but he like put the fire out and saved yeah, that's their lives. Weird that he would be in such a rush. Yeah. Um, Esther also begins to see a ghost that apparently threatened to burn the house down unless she left. Oh. Yeah. More so, the ghost said that she had to leave that very night, or else he would set the loft on fire and burn them all to death. Esther is quoted saying, quote, There he stands, all in gray. See how his eyes are glaring at me, and he laughs when he says I must leave the house tonight, or else he will start a fire in the loft under the roof and burn us all to death. Ew. Yeah. So he's saying that he's not going to start a fire somewhere that they can extinguish it. Yeah, he's saying it won't be reachable. Yeah, in the spot between the roof and, like, not the attic because they didn't have an attic. Yeah, but it'd be what is the attic. Yeah. Um, the family all agreed that Esther had to go. That's fair. Um, they found her a temporary shelter at, like, a neighbor's home. Daniel is quoted saying, quote, I don't turn you out. It is the devil of a ghost who drives you from your home. That's nice. They weren't mad at her. They were like, yeah, we're not making you homeless. It's the demon <laughs> that you have in your purse. Like, it's a chihuahua, and this is Beverly Hills. Yeah, they're like, get the demon away, and you can come back, but... Mm, we can't we can't put out more fires <laughs> he's gonna light the roof on fire dude um do you know how expensive that is to fix yeah what did she exp- <laughs> yeah he's telling me to get out or he's gonna light the roof on fire the only option is to leave he's the ghost has held every other promise <laughs> i'm gonna light the house on fire drops a match on the bed no yeah So she moves in with this local family in January, and there's a lull in ghost activity in both homes for a while until it starts up again. It appears in the new house. Okay, so it's following her. And also lights fires. In the new house. Objects would also disappear and reappear before people's eyes in the room in one story there's a she's scrubbing something with a brush the brush disappears from her hand a few minutes later it falls from the ceiling and hits her in the head people watched that happen that's weird um furniture is also like thrown thrown wildly um at one point john who is like taking this like a champ (laughs) is like hey i own a dining saloon like Come come to work with me. Maybe let's get you out of the house. Yeah. Um, the ghosts followed her to the fucking saloon. No. At one point, one of John's sons was, like, playing with, like, this little cap knife he had. The knife shoots from his hand straight into Esther's back. They pull it out and give it back to the kid, and it happens again. She's stabbed in the back twice. They have to lock the knife in the register so that she won't be stabbed again. Awful. No, yeah. They had to lock it in the register to stop it from going for thirdsies. Yes, that's that's weird. I don't like that. It It was armed now. Did they not ask what it wanted, though? I don't know. It probably was just, like, to kill Esther. That's fair. To, to murder Esther brutally it and did also quickly. carve into the wall. I'm going to kill you. It also then said, I'm going to light your fucking house on fire. <laughs> with and you followed in it. through. Um, but no, yeah. It, it, so yeah. It, shit doesn't stop. Like, it really doesn't. Um, and Esther does have to move out of John's house too. And That's after fair. this, she does some hopping. Um, 
she moves back to Olive's house, then to a different neighbor. Then it's all this crazy stuff, but the ghosts followed her literally Imagine wherever she Imagine having went. to ask for permission to be like, hi, I'm having to move again because there's this ghost attached to me that lights people's houses on fire. Anyway, can I stay at your house? Sure, Esther. <laughs> Why would we say no to that? Why? There's Maybe no- because the ghost will light our house on fire? That'll be cool. We can claim the insurance at least. What was her name? Belle? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's, hmm, hmm. um, but no, yeah. Um, so she moved in with like multiple people, and this just continued to happen, and they continued to just like let her. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it was always like Esther, you, you know, you gotta go now, right? Esther, they caught my kitchen on fire. <laughs> Esther, you know you can't stay here, <laughs> and she was always like, no, yeah. No, I got it. I understand. That's happened. Don't worry about it. I know. This isn't, like, new. Don't stress. I'll, it's not you. It's me. It's not you. It's me. I'll figure it out. Um, Some people were sympathetic. Some people thought Esther was always at fault. Some people completely were like, no. <laughs> Killer. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, So she was met with some hostility. She was even reported about in the local news. Like the the Amherst Where is Gazette, Esther today? Literally, the Amherst Gazette published locals talking about like the sounds and stuff that would be heard from wherever Esther was staying that <laughs> night. On top of the local hostility, Esther is also being now physically harassed by the ghosts. Like she's I being mean, there was slapped. the knife. <laughs> she's being slapped, <laughs> pricked, and scratched now. Nice. Upping the ante. She's just being tormented. <laughs> um, but, you know, some men of science start to get interested. In late March, she's brought to St. John, New Brunswick, so that she could be investigated by, like, some science dudes. Um, and at this point is when, like, a few key spirits are named. Because apparently there's multiple. The first, because uh, they communicate using Knox. This is how they find out. The first is Bob Nickel. He's the original ghost and com- claimed to be a shoemaker. Huh. Um, the second is Peter Cox, a relative of Esther's. The third is Maggie Fisher, unknown. Um, Bob has the same name as Bob. Mm-hmm. It's Bob McNeil and then Bob Nickel. That's so close. Yeah. I don't like that. So after St. John's. She spends some time at um, a family friend's house on a peaceful farm in the summer and then returns to the cottage. And it, nothing has stopped. It's weird that it's certain places she can get away from it. Yeah. Well, it's uh, the things didn't stop at the cottage in the summer. It just like calmed down. Okay. So it wasn't like she was being stabbed anymore, but there were still like ghost activity. Okay. Knocks and stuff. Yeah. So by now, there's some publicity around this case, right? It's been reported about in local news, and it's to the point where people far away are, like, inviting her to come for, like, summers and stuff. Or not summers, for, like, science and stuff. And this guy hears about it. His name is Walter Hubble. Um, he decides he wants to investigate the phenomena. So he ends up staying with the family from June of 1879 to August of 1879. Um, he thought that he could disprove the whole thing. Oh, he thought it was fake. 
So he, yeah, so he considered him, he was like a stage actor, and he thought that he was an expert on, quote, elusive effects. Oh, so he was gonna like, yeah. I know this special effect. He was, he thought he was an expert on tricks, is what he said. So he was like, oh, I, I could figure it out. Okay. Um, he also had a background in professional acting and thought that he could figure out if Esther was lying. Ooh. So he was like, I'm, I'm here. I'm queer, and I'm gonna just prove everything that this bitch says for the next <laughs> three days, three months, actually. I like it, ballsy. Yeah. So he was, he was here to, he was here to make a stir. Um, however, that's not what happened. He left, believing that Esther was being fully haunted. Oh, by that's so fun. A literal demon. Um, he witnessed flying objects fires items appearing from nowhere he said he could see things happening even when esther was in full view and had no way of doing them um he also saw esther get attacked with pins and sharp objects he saw her have a multiple fits of like swelling and pain Mm -hmm. um i'm trying to think how you would even do some of that with special effects especially in the 1800s yeah like they didn't have str- fishing line everywhere or anything. No, yeah. And, like, also, how do you pretend to get stabbed? Yeah, and how do you have objects disappear? How do you pretend to get stabbed? Esther! <laughs> but, no, yeah. Um, so, he talks to spirits also throughout his time there, and even more spirits come up. So, Mary Fisher, who was Maggie Fisher's sister from earlier... Jane Nichol and Eliza McNeil. One thing that he noted was that the chief ghost was named Bob Nichol. Mm-hmm. And that he had a lot of things in common with the guy who attacked Esther back in the day. Bob McNeil. So Walter's theory was that the spirit was some demon of sorts and had actually used Bob to attack her. Um, then after the attack, it, when Esther was weak emotionally. I mean, Bob might have been possessed. He was skinning cat. He was. Yes, this <laughs> is true. Um, so Walter comes to disprove it all, but actually leaves believing in her. He was also, like, super critical of mediums and stuff. Um, he claimed that less than 5% of mediums had ever seen or had a real message from a ghost. But he believed Esther. Like, fully. Um, quote, truth, it had been said, is often stranger than fiction. What I have written is the truth and not fiction, and it is very strange. That's cool. Yeah. Um, he actually believes her so much that he decides he wants to take her on, like, a speaking tour to, like, talk about her story, um, because he's like, this is batshit, you got stabbed. (laughs) People will listen. Yeah, and a few of the story like the few of the tours are successful um but she does literally like get heckled off of stage at one point and quits fair um, enough is trauma yeah that's hard to be like i'm going through this and they're like mm, no ghosts aren't real yeah i'm sure you wouldn't want to hear that after getting y- stabbed yeah ghost stabs you literally getting stabbed because it's like gonna be a majority of what you hear yeah when you talk about it is like you're making that all up yeah I mean, the guy literally came to live with them to prove that they were making it all up. So that's going to be majority of what yeah. people are going to think. No, factually. And it's like, I get it. Skeptics are always going to find a way to disprove everything. Mm-hmm. And in every article I read, it's like 
a lot of people believe that this was a hoax, but no one has any idea of how she did it. Yeah. A lot of the articles are, like, wildly regarded as a hoax. But no one can explain how she got how stabbed. How it would have been a how hoax. The, how the fire started. Like, some of the things literally cannot be disproven. Yeah, I mean, you can say, like, people... It's gotten, like, upped through history. Yeah. Like, retelling of it. It's just gotten more and more extreme. But his book? But there's primary yeah. sources that aren't upped. That. Through oral tellings of it. But, yeah. So, um, she decides to go back to Amherst and starts working for this man named Arthur Davison. She's trying to be... And give she's trying to do honest work now mm-hmm. she wants to put the ghost stuff about behind her she wants to forget about it it's now it's like new trauma because when she went around telling her story people booed her off stage yeah um but it doesn't stop and her boss's barn actually gets burned down oh no and he accuses esther of arson oh my god she's like no dude it wasn't me like it was the fucking ghosts and i'm sorry but like i can't do anything about it she actually does get convicted and is sentenced to four months in jail, but she only serves one. That's so weird. No, yeah, it's so sad. But after jail, all the phenomena stops for good. Huh. Um, she gets married twice, has a son with each. She moves to Brockton, Massachusetts with her second husband, and she dies November 8th, 1912, at the age of 52. Wild. That's... I, like, don't know where I feel about that because, like, she gets in trouble for something that she was blaming on the ghost and then no more ghost stuff happens. Yeah. So, like, I could see being, like, oh, she was she was making it all up and then when she got caught, she stopped doing it. Yeah. But, like, how do you explain some of the stuff that happened? Like the fires or yeah. the stabbing or and the it, eyewitness accounts. We'll never know because it was the 1800s and it really all could have been made up. Yeah. You know, we can't confirm that. No, yeah. But I, I I don't know what to believe from it. That's so weird. No, yeah. So Walter publishes his book in 1879. It's really popular immediately. It's called The Haunted House, A True Ghost Story. And it was described as, quote, an account of the mysterious manifestations that have taken place in the presence of Esther Cox, a young girl who is possessed of devils and has been become known throughout the entire Dominion as the Great Amherst Mystery. In the introduction, Hubble wrote, quote, The manifestations described in this story commenced one year ago. No person has yet to been able to ascertain their cause. He was also, um, he also, his book wasn't just about his encounters with Esther. He included, like, newspaper clippings and interviews with, people in town of like what they had experienced when esther lived with me for three days and john and all these other people who had watched her like get harassed and stuff the doctor yeah it was also um investigated by a british paranormal researcher in 1901 um he took statements from witnesses and stuff and he published them along with a, a second publishing about the case so there's like multiple works published about this case but you know people are fucking critical mm-hmm. and so a few people have come to like try and disprove that all of this happened one guy his name is dr walter f prince um he argued 
that Esther performed the tricks herself while she was in a disassociative state. So he said that she was doing all of it and that she just couldn't remember doing it. Weird, but okay. But it's also, how do you explain the multiple people who said, no, it happened when I was watching her? Yeah, but like, uh, like I can see maybe she gets dissociative. Yeah. But objects disappeared. Yeah. How do you make that happen? That. Like, I get one thing. Okay, maybe she was knocking on the, the table or the chair under her. No, literally. And it, everyone just thought it was coming from the walls. How do you... How do you catch the bed on fire without anyone seeing? How do you upstairs in the room with your family start a fire in the kitchen downstairs? Yeah. Or in the cellar where everyone sees you. Yeah. That there's some questions. And there's so many people that it's like they were either all in on it. Yeah. All They paid the doctor off. They paid Walter Everyone off. in the town. Yeah, so many people she stayed with would have had to be convinced to, like, follow along. Yeah. He also, um, he, he thought he was doing something by saying, like, oh, the, the male friend who tried to rape her was named Bob McNeil, and then the poltergeist is Bob Nickel. How sus. Like, no, yeah, we've been known that. <laughs> yeah, we, we got that, We've been known there was a correlation. Um, and then there was another one that had the, one of the, the spirits had McNeil as their last yeah. name. Yeah. It was never I, explained why, though. That's also weird to me. Mm-hmm. That it was just, it was Bob, Nickel, and whatever McNeil. Like, the names were both Eliza there. Eliza McNeil. Yeah. Um, so this other guy, his name is Egon Larson. He summarized some of Walter's evidence. And his quote is, quote, All the evidence collected by Dr. Prince seems to indicate that Esther was more than just unstable, that she was a psychopath suffering from symptoms of a split personality, that she herself, or rather part of her, played poltergeist. Furthermore, that that most so-called eyewitness accounts were of little scientific value, and there was only one beneficiary of the whole fraud, Walter Hubble. The most unreliable witness, naturally, is Hubble himself. For what use would his book have been if it had not been told of some amazing occurrences? There is no corroboration by others of the incidents he claims to have observed, only his sworn affidavit that he actually saw and heard the phenomenon is stated. He also claimed to be a master of tricks. Yeah. Like, he could have been in it for money. Yeah. Which is very true. Mm-hmm. Um, they They go in on Walter in some of this research. They really think that he he's an actor he fabricated something um i saw it was only in one source and i i did do a pretty thorough research for this one one source said that so he posted newspaper clippings in his book right Mm -hmm. one source said he wrote some of those newspaper clippings (gasps) oh didn't find any proof of it obviously it's not under his name if he did um but that's like also a possibility is that, like, maybe the town, it was much less of a thing. Yeah. Like, maybe one fire started in their house, and they're like, oh, it was the poltergeist. Yeah. You know, he might have made up that there was disappearing objects. No, yeah. You know, maybe Walter profiting off of it, I could get behind. Yeah. But. He also um said, one guy said, and I obviously I've never read the book, but that none of the witnesses in the book are named. So, like, there would have been no way to follow up and be like, you told Walter this exact story. Is this true? Oh, that's weird. No, yeah. So, it's a very real possibility that, like, Walter did just, like, fuck some shit and, like, did just 
<laughs> profit. Profit. But, like... And I know there's stuff from, like, before Walter was involved. Yeah. But he might have, like, upped the ante. Because he's only involved for, like, the last three months. Yeah, he could have upped the ante. Mm-hmm. Like, people were telling these, like, oh, we were in the house and something knocked. And it was actually just, like, the house creaking, but yeah. they were freaked out. And Walter turned that into the ghost was answering questions by yeah. knocking on the wall. And it's possible. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. But, yeah, no. She's crazy. Uh, it, what really gets me is the guy who was like, no, the stuff did definitely happen, but it was definitely Esther. And it's like, but... <laughs> I like his take, too. But if we agree that it happened... If you're telling me that you agree that the objects disappeared... in the back? <laughs> if you agree that this lady, like, was Twice. cleaning with something and it disappeared and then hit her in the head... Okay, we're agreeing that happened, but you're telling me Esther did that? Did she just throw it up in the air? How did Esther do that? Then? I need other... St- I'll be behind you if you explain to me how Esther did how some did of those things. How did she set the fire downstairs while she was upstairs? I like that his explanation was, she just dissociated and it happened. So, but, but how? We're trying to give an explanation by being like, oh, the ghost is doing it while she dissociates. You're just like, because she dissociates, the house catches on fire and there's a, a leap there. She's upstairs? <laughs> Fire is downstairs. But she dissociated, so it was her. People (laughs) in both rooms. Explain. 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 That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. No, yeah, yeah. I could get behind Walter. That seems like the only logical explanation. Walter is imposter. (laughs) Facts. Because then he also took her on a speaking tour after the fact. He was making money. Yeah. Or he was trying to. And he was a master of, self-proclaimed master of tricks and acting. Yeah. He could have. That's cool. (laughs) That's pretty fun. I'd be happy with either of those endings. It was a real ghost or Walter was just this mad trickster. Yeah. Either (laughs) one of them is plausible. Yeah. And they're, that's, that's, they're both like interesting. It's not like, oh, they all made it up. And that's the other thing that gets me is there has, from what I could tell, not a single family member ever waned on with if this was real or not. Like, even the children. Everyone just believed that Esther was being haunted, and that's what drew even Walter in in the first place. That Yeah, that's what I... I it's weird that the family never... Yeah. They weren't trying to profit off of it. No. They kicked her out at one point. Like it Multiple was, times. It was an issue for them. Their house was getting set on fire. So it... it but it's also like, how much of that do we know from Walter? That. How much he's an unreliable narrator, which is such a fun spin on the story because he is the only narrator. Yeah, we don't know like how much. Maybe they didn't care. Maybe they were trying to profit off of it, and Walter just knew how to do it better. True. We don't know because our information comes from Walter. I'm into it. I'm hooked. Yeah, and that's the great Amherst mystery. I'm gonna go read Walter's book. You should. Tell me, tell me all about it because I will not read it. I can't read. <laughs> I never learned how. All your research is, you look at the pictures that pop up oh, on yeah, Google yeah, yeah. Images. I'm just guessing. I'm the unreliable narrator at this point. Walter doesn't exist. Walter, Walter doesn't fucking compare to me. I made him. I made him who he is. My theory. Bob McNeil flees right yeah in the beginning he disappears we don't know where he went he is walter 
he creates this fake identity and comes back to profit off of this girl he, he haunted. <laughs> yeah. How would he have come back and she not recognized him? I don't know. <laughs> My theory, Bob McNeil leaves and becomes a serial killer. <laughs> Bob McNeil almost certainly. I have him. questions. I'm going to like search that name and like see cuz where does he go? Don't know. He skinned everyone's cat and then tried to rape someone and then failed He's and gets back in the car, drives her home. And Psychopath then shit. flees the town. Bob McNeil really <laughs> was the main character of this whole thing. He definitely killed somebody when Another he left. theory. He never left, and he's the one knocking on the walls. <laughs> he's living in her house. <laughs> he lives in the walls. Isn't that the plot of a movie? Yeah, the boy. Oh, nice. I'll have to add that to our movie list. We've been watching a lot more movies recently. It was fun. It was, it like... I don't want to spoil it for anyone that watches it, but there's a twist. Like it, it you've told me about it before. Yeah, right? I yeah, I don't want to spoil it for people who who aren't gonna watch. I guess we can cut it out. So like the whole movie, you're fine with me explaining. Yeah, it. you've explained it to me before, but the, I would the like whole, to hear it again. The beginning of the movie, she she's this like nanny. She gets hired as a nanny in the countryside, and she gets there, and it's not a kid. It's a doll, mm-hmm. and the doll is made to look like this couple's kids that that passed away. Scary. They got this doll to like represent and like the the wife was it paints her like she's crazy like she thinks it's the little kid and he's got this strict schedule he has to follow uh-huh. and then the couple leaves and she's taking care of the kid. That's a doll. <laughs> and, I like the the disclaimer. That's and a doll. She like at some point she's doing all the things but she stops and the doll starts like getting angry and like leaving stuff around like weird stuff just starts happening that sets her off mm-hmm. and then she like catches the doll moving at one point or like having been moved and like all this stuff starts unfolding and you you at this point you you think you see what she sees like you think it's a haunted doll movie and then at some point <laughs> you you figure out it's the guy living in the walls moving the doll to like freak her out <laughs> Why was he calm when the when she was following the schedule? He was crazy. Oh, so it wasn't like benefiting him in some way cuz my I brain think it was also like, he knew where she was. He was breaking into the kitchen to eat. So if she's upstairs taking care of the doll, he knows that, that the kitchen is clear. That was the question. Yeah, and it's also the kid that died is oh. living in the walls. Why is he living in the walls? Well, Yeah. He was like they think he died in this fire, and he he was crazy. Like that is just he was crazy. He mm. like hurt someone or something. He like a friend died or he hurt the friend. Yeah. Uh, the parents they know whatever the college that so the police fire and they go rocks in the pocket. Oh yeah, shit. they're going crazy too. Well, they don't go crazy. They, they kill themselves. Yeah, yeah, but I'm seeing like the the whole situation is driving them crazy i'm gonna have to watch this movie it's interesting it's not like an a plus movie or anything but it was fun no yeah oh yeah, yeah no. we watched that one we're like that one wasn't scary enough and watched pet cemetery pet cemetery the ending of the new one is actually different than both the old one and the book yeah no yeah they just really fuck shit up which one or she's dancing. Or she's just doing ballet and like. 
yes. and like starts knocking stuff over and I jittery. Didn't like, we watched that movie on Christmas, like not that long ago. <laughs> a move. We also just watched Shutter Island. And I have seen Shutter Island before, but we just watched it for the first time in like a while. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Shutter Island? Mm-mm. Shit's fucking batshit. Leo deserved an Oscar. <laughs> Shit's crazy. Watching it as an adult is crazy versus watching it as a kid. Because, like, the... Are you gonna watch Shutter Island? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil Shutter Island, even though it was made in 2010. It's okay. I'm behind on most movies. No, yeah. It's fucking crazy, and you should watch it. I will. We're adding movies to our list, though, and, like, I picked... I made a, them watch the entire It franchise. <laughs> um, And then Natalie was like, oh, we watched It. We should watch Shutter Island. So then Ashley gets to pick next, and she's making us watch a movie called The Intruder, which I've never seen, but sounds scary. And then the next pick is Lux. And I don't know if you've noticed, but there is a trend, right? Horror, psychological thriller. Lux is going to make us watch Frozen 2. <laughs> <laughs> the scariest movie of them all. <laughs> no, literally. I was like, don't tempt me. I will make us watch the hit original movie, Ice Age 3, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. <laughs> like, or the hit Disney Channel original movie, Corbin. Nope. Jump in. Starring Corbin Blue. I almost <laughs> Corbin said Corbin Blue. Blue starring Jump In. We should intermission. Yeah. I kind of forgot we did. Oh, my God. And nope, not yet, not yet, not yet. And intermission. I had to think of hints. And we're back. Have you thought of any yet? No. Mm-mm. None? Uh, Point yeah. blank period? I think I could finagle some you're doing a true crime today right yeah i hate your true crime case it's not like a a killer what it's not like a, a serial killer something fraud tax evasion <laughs> no um it's just a messed up place place yeah and then like some some legal stuff happened so i was like yeah that's a crime place <laughs> yeah is it Disney World? No. <laughs> I was just saying, because isn't there, like, a whole thing where, like, no one has died on Disney property? That's not... I, I said that at one time, I meant to clarify. People have died on Disney property. No one's died in the parks, because mm-hmm. they'll get you out. But, like, there's the campground. Yeah. Someone died in that campground because of an alligator. It was a little kid. Damn. And there was this huge... Like, people freaked out, because it was Disney, and, the, like, that happened to a kid where other kids were playing. Yeah. Um, and it was this huge thing. So people have died on Disneyland. It's, it's, and I don't even know if it's true anymore, but for, there was, like, in our lifetime, it was still, Disney had had no deaths in the park. Mm -hmm. But there was, like, that one girl who had gotten really hurt in between a ride, like, a moving floor. Yeah. And she died in the ambulance. And some people get mad because they think she died on the property but they didn't confirm her death mm-hmm. until they were off of the property so like legally no one died yeah in the park. so there is some like discrepancy there but I, my, my mom said like someone did die and it was like oh yeah i meant parks not land because there definitely have been deaths in like yeah disney area i was talking to one of the kids at work the other day and i guess i didn't realize that it wasn't common knowledge that like parents will try to spread their ashes kids ashes at disney world like not everyone just knows that 
and I mentioned it offhandedly and they were like what and I was like no yeah it's a thing it'll immediately get you kicked out of the park like you'll get in a lot of trouble hi hi Lux <gasps> is this for me is it a medicine ball yeah, I'm sick and Lux has been providing for me <laughs> diligently over the past few days <laughs> actually lux went away for easter and it was miserable because i closed and opened or i op i so i closed the day before easter which was a nightmare easter saturday is bullshit um i closed that night and then i opened on easter sunday and also closed on easter sunday all while having maybe strep like <laughs> but no um but no like the guy at work was like what that's a thing and i was like yeah no like parents will try to spread ashes specifically at the haunted mansion like a lot that's so crazy. I always, that's just so weird. It's like you're, or a lot of people will do it on like their kid's favorite ride. Yeah. And it's like, it's always sad, but like workers have to be like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. You get kicked out, which sucks because they're just trying to do something nice, but also there's like laws. Yeah. But you can't, that's, I, it's still technically human remains, right? Yeah. You can't just put human <laughs> remains in Disney. And they also have to be careful because if they just let that happen, like if you you were caught with a baggie of ashes, no, yeah, and they're like let it happen, you could get in with the something that looks like that. You know, no, there's yeah. so many like they have to be hard on it because they have to be hard on everything. Did you see all those TikToks of girls like cheating the system? Wore a crop top to Disney, got a free T-shirt. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I was like, no, yeah, gonna do that. <laughs> it it sucks though, like. Because there, there's stuff like that, but then you know how people with disabilities you used to, like, could avoid the line and stuff. Yeah. They've had to change that system because so many people were just, like... Pretending. Pretending. And that's what you have to do <laughs> at Disney World. And, like, so many people bragging about it online. And so that's what some people are saying to those girls, is being, like, got a free t-shirt. They're like, well, they're gonna... They'll stop if you make it into a thing. Disney's crazy. <laughs> but it's... So you're not talking about Disney death? I'm not, no. Damn. We've talked about, it's similar to, like, buildings we've talked about for hauntings, like, not great institutions, but this one's not haunted. It's just a crime. Okay, 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 okay. It's not haunted. It's just a crime. We are talking about true crime. Similar to, is it a hospital? No. Damn, I thought for sure that was going to be a good guess. Is it a place? Is it a hotel? No. People, like, stay there, but not a hotel. Is it, like, a homeless shelter or, like, a hostel or something? Mm, no, it was, like, I'll explain why that that's close. Okay, but I give up. It's, uh, it's called the Dozier School for Boys. It's a reform school. Do you know what it is? No. So, fuck you. I was looking at a list of, like, potential topics, and I'm pretty sure this came up in a ghost one. Oh, wait, okay. no, I think it might be the Dover School for Boys. Oh, yeah, because there is one with a similar name. This one's also known as the Florida School for Boys. I've heard about this. Don't know a lot about it, though. It's weird. And I, I wasn't going to do it because it is just, it's just crime. Yeah. It's it's not conspiracy or anything. It's just, like, bad things happen. Um, But it's what really. An interesting true crime topic. Though. Yeah, it's, it's super interesting, like, some of the stuff that unfolds after, too. Mm -hmm. Like, the forensic stuff that starts coming up. So I was like, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it but i do give some disclaimers because it's not great the lines blur in this podcast every episode yeah one episode we're um, gonna sit down and we're gonna talk about like fan theories for a tv show or something yeah crazy. and not say that it's a fan like for a t we're gonna talk about it like it's real and oh, yeah. then drop the bomb 
No, I'm... <laughs> So I plan to me. come with some weird stuff. Oh, my next few episodes are weird as fuck, and I'm towing the line with some of them. <laughs> I'm my next one. I'll look out for it. It's gonna be a good one. I'm excited for that episode. I wanted something fun for fifty, but now I'm realizing. So, oh, I don't know if it's too much of a spoiler. <laughs> Cause I, I was like, oh, I'll do something fun for our fiftieth anniversary episode. And I'm 90% sure that another podcast that I also like did the same topic for their anniversary episode, but it's not episode 50. It was like episode 50 something. Oh. So it might be towing the line. I didn't realize it until after though, guys, I swear. <laughs> I'm not copying. It was just interesting to me. Um, yeah, I think that's fine. I mean, stuff's gonna coincident happens with our episodes line up. So tell me about this boy home. So. <laughs> it was like i said it, it was known as the florida school for boys for a while so that's the name in a lot of the articles too uh and then it was later changed to the dozer school for boys and there was a couple other names sprinkled dozer? in there I like d-o-z-i-e-r dozier oh, fake yeah it was the last name of someone like it's a super florida. attendant at some point dozier um and it's located in mariana florida which is outside of tallahassee it's in the the panhandle Mm-hmm. of florida uh it opened january 1st 1900 oh shit. Uh, like right on oh oh and it closed in june of 2011 oh what the fuck so open for 111 years 111 an angel number um well that's crazy <laughs> well wait that 111 crazy uh yeah so it was a reform school for boys uh, and it was one of the largest reform schools in the States for a long time. Oh, it was a big campus and it was for like, um, what was the quote? I didn't write it down, but it was like juvenile delinquent. It was like, like saying, troubled kids. Yeah. For like people. It was like, I don't know. It, it's weird because they say it's for like the the child enemies of the law so it makes child it sound enemies of the law <laughs> it makes that's it the sound name like of this they're week's episode. all criminals but they're not some of them were like orphans or like places that's why i was like a homeless shelter and stuff it was some of them they just had no place to go right um and then others were like they smoked in the bathroom at school and they their parents didn't like that so they sent them here and then some of them like committed crimes i killed a man yeah some of them were like i stole a car (laughs) um and other such crimes and then some of them were like yeah i didn't do my homework one night um imagine being little timmy who lives who's like oh my parents thought i needed some more strictness in my life and then down the hall is a fucking car thief who killed four people yeah and you're like the same caliber of this as this dude yeah um yeah so the boys could range anywhere from like the the more more standard age was like 10 to 20 there are some as young as like five what the and there was like a 21 year old car thief is the five-year-old <laughs> yeah he's the worst one in there um it's like boss baby but for the most part it was like between the ages of nine and 16 or what were most of them uh but they did have some like ex- outliers extremes on both sides so you had the older like almost 20 or above 20 crazy and then you had the like one said three, but I could not find anything else about the three. The other article said that the youngest was five. So, somewhere in there. Your neighbor's with a toddler who, like, killed someone. <laughs> um, 
And like I said, the reason for being sent here also ranged like from small things like smoking in the bathroom to to you were actually arrested and charged with a crime. Arrested uh, and charged. Little Timmy. Um, and Carthy. then some were just like the state had nowhere to put them. So oh, they, the state was placing kids here? Yeah, it was like a... a for the ones that it was a crime, it wasn't you're sentenced to five years in jail. It was you're sent you're going to hear for five years. Like the boys' home. Yeah, it's a um. So the state could also be like here, reform school, have this person troubled youth. Yeah, and I guess they were seen as troubled because they lost their parents or something. But it it seemed a lot of it was for like a reform school if you did something wrong. So I thought it was weird that they it was used almost as an orphanage too weird um it was also um they had originally the campus was split up there was uh aside for it was a white and black boys mm. but it is merged in the 60s uh so some of these happens before some of this happens after and some of it's not clear gotcha. when it happens um but it it is like it's segregated and then desegregated throughout this period gotcha. um damn it's also important to note that the campus was big and in the middle of nowhere. A very oh. rural area. And like I said, <laughs> we've been laughing and joking, but this gets into some pretty not good no, stuff. Yeah, I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, and like how Pinhurst gets into some bad stuff. That's what I was saying. We've talked about it for hauntings, but yeah. not as a true crime. Um, so it was a little... That's true. We really do just like casually... We're not casually. Like we talk about literal like medical abuse and shit mm-hmm. always with the ghost episodes. Yeah, so I was like, I don't know if... I couldn't find anything, like, major for the ghost. So I was like, I'm not going to be like, and then sometimes the doors slam. I don't know. <laughs> the ones that have, like, stories. Like, Pinhurst had the, the nurse and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think those are interesting. But It's so crazy. Now, like, we really <laughs> never talk about this kind of stuff, even though it is just a crime. So, but yeah, this is a true crime podcast. And this is a crime <laughs> that is happening. And um, it is true. So things things don't go so great here. It's not good. Spoiler alert. I'm putting a disclaimer. Uh, it was not always kind to the residents. And I say not always. It was never. It was a bad <laughs> yeah, place. Um, it was, uh, and it is at times like young kids. Oh. I'm not going to go into graphic detail because it's just why. I'm going to like yeah. mention stuff that happens, but I'm not going to dwell on it. There's a difference between like true crime and torture porn. Yeah, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to go all graphic with it i'm gonna mention what the people did and we're gonna move on but there is mention of some brutal stuff so i do want to put a disclaimer um but i also don't want to not mention it while talking about the building because to make light of it doesn't do any justice there either because this is a real thing that happened and it wasn't shut down until 2011 which is insane to me (laughs) um and things do get better like through reforms but there are some stories that, like, from 2009 and stuff where things weren't great. Jeez. So, and the, a good point to make is that, like, people will sensationalize this stuff. Mm-hmm. So people get wind that something good, something not good is happening in these places. So the, they, they fall under all these, like, reforms and things are fixed. But when it comes out of the public spotlight, they just go back into their old ways. Yeah. And this building, or this facility just, like, kept going through that cycle it would it would fix things and then lean back and then fix things and then lean back and it did that for over a century and nothing was happened that's crazy. nothing happened from it um over a century but yeah this it has a a well-deserved bad rap <laughs> um that's the name of this week's episode a well-deserved bad rap 
Uh, and like I said, there, there were times police had to come, and so they fixed things, but then they'd pull back a little. And so, like, even through changes of management, changes of rules, uh, it, it just kind of kept on, kept keeping on. Kept, was keep on keeping Kept on, kept it on. <laughs> kept on, kept it on. <laughs> um, so, it is closed in 2011. We'll talk about it a little bit more. There's, like, an inspection that comes about that kind of gets it. Um... I love that. I love it when, <laughs> when like, facilities are just, like, a, a victim of the system. Yeah, and it also has to, like, they're forced to, like, come to terms with what happened and admit to it. And yeah. the states also cause to come to terms and, like, admit that they didn't do anything about it. So they get, it's some really interesting legal stuff that kind of happens at the end. The legal stuff's always the most interesting Yeah, part. that's yeah. why I wound up. I was like, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. Because, and there's some forensic stuff that comes up, too. That's just really cool, the way they, they find some stuff out um so it was always a problem from the get-go it opened in the 1900s like 1900 already a red flag um and so opened period in the first 13 years of operation it was put under investigation six different times (laughs) for different things that's an average of once every two years yeah so right out the gate there were issues going on here. You're a new hire. By the way, um, so, you're under investigation. I cannot find specifics for all six of these investigations, but I know one of them, they, they like, came to, like, inspect the place, and they found that the boys were being kept in leg cuffs, <gasps> like the leg irons, and, and worked. Like, it was just a prison for little kids. Oh, my God. So they had, like, the... the you see it in Shackles. cartoons. Because we don't even do it to, like we don't even do that to prisoners no. i mean there are some that still have it but they were just like chained up pretty yeah. much by their legs um and so already not off to a good start but that was within the that was their their opening you know they started with that stuff and it just kind of kept on keeping on they lived on the campus right yeah it's a boy's home so these it's like a, a boarding school okay. almost so you're you live here goth hogwarts yeah you um you're moved into here there's dormitories on the campus okay. um so you like live in one building eat in the other building there's like different it's like a college campus yeah. almost but it's a a reform school so you go to like class about like be nice don't drink and drive little timmy but there was also like you know if you did something bad you met punishment for it because they were trying to reform Reform. you gotcha 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 um so that's where the not so great stuff happens and it's so like people talking about it being interviewed after the fact like it was a pretty campus and some of the people were really excited to go here it (gasps) wasn't like it was a punishment for a crime for everyone some people it was like they were excited to go to this like sleepaway camp yeah. almost, and it turned out to be this terrible thing. Um, there was also a fire in 1914 that killed six students and two staff members. Oh my god! And it was there. It, it that goes into like some of the old buildings. Mm-hmm. They just weren't well made. So it also says they were pretty buildings, but they're old. Yeah. So some of it's not laid out the best. Um, I also wanted to like throw that in there because it does does take some lives imagine casually catching fire um so a lot of the 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 worst of the worst stories come from the 50s and 60s believe it um everything is worse in the 60s <laughs> yeah that time period is not good for anyone point blank period and this no one was having sticks a good with that memo um not only are they kind of like not getting in trouble for anything uh they're also facing the the 
it's been open for 60 years now and the buildings aren't as nice mm-hmm. and they're they have there's a little bit of overcrowding happening um and nobody sense. really does anything about it um there it's also just like weird stuff is happening it's not like i don't know the 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 buildings weren't kept nice so it was kind of like they didn't have as many janitors as mm-hmm. they needed to and they the medical care wasn't as nice as it once was and it was there was no heating during the winter and stuff like that so it was just like worse and worse conditions kept forming right and it really starts to show here there's one report from 1934 uh, right before that like there was a 13 year old kid named thomas who mm-hmm. had been put into the school for trespassing <laughs> and he dies just over a month after <gasps> arriving 38 days in uh and they have a campus cemetery that they that buried a him in red flag yes very large red flag i'm not even gonna sugarcoat it no more on that later it's like a college has a campus cemetery like yeah there's i simply wouldn't go there yeah and it was open in the like the early 1900s so i can see that a little bit more in the planning for like you're out in the middle of nowhere in this like right little it's almost self-sufficient little area so i could see that more then but i don't know in the i don't know 60s it's a red flag um, but yeah, so in the 50s and 60s, right after like this Thomas thing, it's built in the 50s at some point. Uh, there's a there's the start of the biggest issue with this place, and it's the building known as the White House on campus is built. So they they just call it the White House. Okay. And it's this white building made in 1929. Oh, excuse me, it's right before the Thomas thing. Like, uh got confused on the dates but anyway made in 1929 and it was made as the school's new detention center okay uh and it has 11 rooms and two cells in it <gasps> cells <laughs> and it was made Are for a school it was made for what the the school saw as particularly bad students to be housed or punished in oh my god um so a lot of the first-hand stories imagine casually including that in your blueprints yeah like oh yeah so and here's where um, we'll torture people so yeah we got like some dorms over here we're gonna have like a uh the dining hall over here like this is where we got some nice grassy here's the cemetery and here's the 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 torture torture house yeah and somebody approved that yeah all of this was like official stuff approved by the state to be built You know, this was a, a government building. God, Florida's fucking <laughs> insane. Well, yeah, that's why f- there's some legal stuff at the end because Florida, like, let it happen pretty much. This is a government facility. This is a school. They get funding from the state, you know. Florida's <laughs> fucking bad shit. Um, so a, a lot of the first-hand stories we have that come from the Florida School for Boys um are from a group of people that lived at the school during this worst time, the 50s and 60s, and they're known as the White House Boys. So they're the ones who, like, experience the White House firsthand because it is closed. And they're and, the children. Yeah. Not, like, the teachers. Yeah, they're anything. grown up now. I mean, some of the teachers Whoa. have also come forward. But, yeah, like, imagine, though, that's got it. That's crazy. The White House Boys. That's yeah. That's crazy. Um, and they, it was closed. It was opened in 1929 and closed in 1968. So there is, it's not opened till 2011. So this is the people that experienced this part of the school firsthand in this 29 group. to 68? hmm Bro, that's almost 40 years. That's 39 years. Yeah. That this fucking house was open? Mm-hmm. No, tell me more. Now there's over 400 members of this group. 
it's it's ranging from you know they weren't all there at the same yeah, time yeah so it's you know some people left and more people were sent to the school so it, it's a big range of people that experience this school that have come together to kind of like collect their stories mm-hmm. uh and they even try to press charges and stuff later i would as like 60 year olds you yeah. know though it's way after this stuff happens so it's really cool because they I like band the state, together yeah. um but they they have shared some horrifying stories and I, I found a great article that interviewed some of the men like had a lot of their mm. stories in it i found two really good ones that had just a lot of specific stories uh one of them a man named jerry cooper was interviewed and he was 16 when he arrived at the school and he described the violence as quote these were not spankings these were beatings brutal beatings yeah against like talking Children. about what they did in the the white house damn i hate that it's called the white house no i'm my <laughs> brain is like remember the big house from percy jackson yeah that's what i'm thinking like and i'm, I'm picturing like a house on the hill yeah it's just but a it's white like the worst it's a one-story white building i like decently sized um but yeah, it's just on this it's so camp ominous. in the middle of this campus. It's so weird. The pictures are weird. Um, are we going to urban explore this campus? People have. I think they are trying. Like, there might be construction on it now. No. They might be turning it into something. I no. don't know. Um, I will simply ignore it. He was brought to the school. He was caught trespassing. And he was picked up by a Marine who was driving a stolen vehicle what i don't understand everything that happened with him but that's what i could gather and he was charged with car theft for some reason like was part of the car stealing oh even though the marines stole the car from what i gathered that like he was the charge was a little bit harsher than what he deserved Mm -hmm. but i couldn't get the like flat out story um but he was brought to the the reform school for trespassing and maybe dealing with being in a stolen car so Mm -hmm. they were like He's doing so he was hitchhiking also so they were like yeah we gotta fix this troubled kid um so he also brings up the fact that a lot of the kids that were there with him were th- for like minor things uh-huh. uh and this school was giving out harsh harsh punishments that these people these kids did not deserve yeah and that was his big thing in the article and i really liked his quote he says we might have needed help in some respect but that wasn't the place to find it i'll tell you that right now and I think that sums it up. Yeah. Like, they were just taking things way too far. It was a prison, pretty yeah. much. It wasn't... For kids. It wasn't to reform anybody. It was to, like, power trip over kids. Damn. Um, and he was a good kid. He said he stayed out of trouble for the most part, but he eventually had to to find out how hard the school could get in a really rough way. Oh. There's not even specifically, like, it didn't say anything he had done to deserve this so it might have just been a random thing they did Mm -hmm. uh and this is one of the ones that just takes it way too far if the first the ones i've mentioned haven't already i'm starting to get nervous (laughs) yeah no he was dragged out of bed at 2 a.m dragged to the white house in the middle of campus his feet were tied to the bed and they hit him with a leather strap (gasps) like a whip what the fuck the these whips some of them were just leather and some of them were like three feet long and had metal (gasps) on the end and they just had them and that's what they would would hit the kids with and like i said there's no like clear reason they did it to jerry that time they at some point they were just hitting kids to hit kids yeah that's just torture um so he passes out before 
before this torture is complete, but a friend later said that he had 135, like, welts where they thought he had been hit. And countless people went through this school, all left with, like, these kinds of stories. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you went here, you weren't spared. Everyone kind of faced this. Uh, One man said that he had um, been dragged to the White House 11 different times. What the fuck? Why? (laughs) Um, Again, a lot of them, like, don't have reasons why. Like, it wasn't, like, I hit Jim and they did this. It was, like, they woke me up at 2 and dragged me to the White House. Yeah, it was just a power trip at that point. They just wanted to hit a kid. They thought if you were there was reason enough to punish you, and they could punish you at any time. That's fucking crazy. Because they were, it was a reform school for troubled kids. They were like, if you're troubled, we're going to punish you for what you did before at any given moment. Right. Which is just so dumb. Like, that doesn't reinforce anything. No, yeah. And you're just torturing kids. Um, there was also, I found this in one, this is pretty terrible, but there was a specific room in the White House where some, they mentioned, like, sexual harassment. <gasps> I didn't write down any specific stories, but they said that you were brought to a specific area in the White House, so you knew before things happened. That's that, scary. Like, that's what you were getting that day. And I just didn't like that you kind of, you knew. could tell where you were going. I didn't like that they had it so official that this is where you did this. This is where you did this. But like in a lot of reports, it's like they would bring you here to do this, bring you here to do this. And I hated all of it. Um, Ew. You know, they would describe that you'd see another one walking out pretty hurt and know that like you were going to get that. Get that. Um, You couldn't talk about it where people could hear or you'd be in trouble. Uh, They would talk about like in the showers and stuff you'd see who like had been brought to the white house recently because uh-huh. they would have wounds and stuff uh there were many stories like weird details lining up was another thing it like because some people say this didn't happen that some people <laughs> say that this imagine been- being one of those people well yeah because the, there's some investigations later where the state's like mm, this isn't as ext- extreme as these kids are saying um and so some people like okay fuck you florida uh, yeah uh that uh but they have a lot of weird stories that different people tell on the internet that line up are like weird details in their stories like stuff you wouldn't think to add in so one of them was one of the man that would swing the whip had one arm (gasps) and another was that sometimes outside of the white house there was this white dog that would sit outside like Uh just a campus dog that was sometimes over by the building um and it was stuff like that where it's like they knew too many things to be just like making up stories yeah Yeah. um oh there was a misspelling there other men came forward saying that they remembered having to dig holes (gasps) uh and that they had to be quote long as boys no no others talked about the lack of medical care on campus like i mentioned earlier there uh they they mentioned like boys would fight and beat each other up because they're scared and aggravated and they're in these terrible conditions and no one would stop them because they just didn't have they were like the punishment for each other at that point yeah they didn't have nurses or anything to like care unless something was really extreme Mm -hmm. so you'd like get punched and have a black guy or like get pretty scraped up and no one would do anything about it Mm -hmm. um there were even like reports of boys beating each other so much that one would pass away no which wasn't great that no one would step in though like it was they were saying that literally they were unsupervised unless they were hurting them that's crazy at some point they didn't even care to like go teach them anything it was literally they would just as a power trip bring them into this white house 
that's fucking crazy they touch on the overcrowding the pictures are terrible there were rooms that like only beds there you couldn't step on the floor you had to climb over all the beds to get to the bed in the corner oh my god um they were buildings where were were unkept that they had like leaky ceilings or ceilings that were like drooping a little bit they had windows with cracks or holes in them there were like extra buckets that served as extra toilets in one <gasps> report and they had no heating what the fuck? in the winter a lot of the times i don't know if they never had heating or if the heating was just broken, broken and no one yeah. fixed it um and this is in like the 50s and 60s you know like it <laughs> they yeah. very well could have had these things yeah in these buildings it was like willfully yeah they just didn't put the money towards that um it did the weird scrolly thing on my phone <laughs> but at that point um, where's your funding going bro straight into the pockets of the dude with the whip uh one investigation led to a detective coming back and saying quote if one of your kids were kept in such circumstances you'd be in there with rifles yeah like was saying <laughs> people have killed for less for their kids no, you know yeah. they were being tortured and here. i'm assuming none of the parents knew yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't know until they came back and if they weren't too scared to tell you you know be like this happened and people reported things that's why all these investigations keep happening and the state like just fake handles it is pretty much what I'd be goes pissed. on. Mm-hmm. And that's what they are. They've band together as this group, and still, there's stuff as recent as 2019. You know, and they should. They deserve financial compensation. Their parents didn't know what they were signing up for. There, there was one boy. His name was Jim. He tried to kill himself by eating a light bulb, <gasps> and instead of sending him to get help, they stuck him and stuck him in solitary. He does wind up living. Oh my god, he, he though. He told that story, you know, had, had survived it and eventually got out and got actual help. But it was like driving people to, to, to literally eat, eat light, light bulbs. bulbs. Um, the, the solitary also was not in the White House. It was a different building in the back. And it was almost worse. Like, they weren't getting abused here, but they were just locked in these rooms for days. Damn. And they would be, the door would be open to hand them food and then closed. And the beds were like... Some of them were mattresses on the floor, but some of them were just, like, slabs. Yeah. Or wood on the floor that they'd have to sleep on. Uh, and one investigator that came in, uh, not through, like, a police report. It was someone, like, just had heard about it and went to look for themselves. Uh-huh. And, like, had worked with health and safety before. So they used, like, an old card to get in. I Good think is what them. it was. They, they said that the solitary smelled like urine and body odor. Like, it just wasn't a clean place because they were severely understaffed, so nothing was kept clean. Uh, another boy was put into solitary because other boys kept picking on him. No. And to keep him safe, they put him in solitary, and he was in there so long he started pulling his hair out. No. And so they shaved his head instead of helping him. No. I don't get it. Um. So, yeah. It wasn't a reform school. No. It was a. It was a child prison pretty terrible uh and to make it worse so many of the men talked about how like pretty the place was and how like some of them were excited to go and now they can't look around that area yeah without being sick because of all the awful things that happened uh in one of the memorials they they have since like thrown like forgiving parties i don't know but like some of them the 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 white house boys have like met here to kind of like put it to rest closure almost kind of like 
there because there's some that the state throw like a they forgive but imagine the state throwing a forgiveness party <laughs> yeah the way that that <laughs> we talk more about this later but in one of those <laughs> the um, irony he... for, we're gonna you're gonna forgive us right <laughs> well there's this little party um <laughs> a man faints though and one of he walks into the the white house and his knees buckle because he's just so you know it's no, been yeah. 60 years since he's been in here but like literally can't stand the sight of inside the building I would have no, yeah. Um, trauma responses. the The place has driven people like to need severe mental help after the fact. Uh, many complain of like nightmares still, uh, of just like a fear of the place, and uh, you know they they faced abuse and isolation and poor conditions. So, of course, someone's calling me. So that would lead to um mental issues for sure. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have said like I've for the rest of my life have had to like speak to someone about this or like be in a mental institution for any given amount of time because of what happened here i'm not listing anything else also that's as much as i go into like what happened to them specifically so we're out of the woods on that but we do get into the legal stuff which is cool um so the state of florida has like ordered investigations from time to time and like Stories from both staff and students have come about. There's hundreds out there. Like, from the the White House boys alone, there's, like, 400 Mm -hmm. people in that group that have come out with their own stories. But there's also, like, hundreds of staff that have come out with stuff. Um, But in one of the first investigations, people get pretty mad because the state comes back and they say, we can't find much physical evidence that these accounts are true. Uh, so for a while, they're just treated as unconfirmed allegations. The state's just like, what the fuck? We, we hear all of your stories and they like all line up, but like, we can't really say for sure that this happened. I, no. Um, absolutely. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? I like, literally, I don't know what to say to it. Cause it literally, they're like, mm, probably happened, but we're not going to give any confirmation or closure about that. No, yeah. Cause they don't want to admit that they were a part of it. Uh, like the, the there was another White House boy, Roger Kaiser. He he said in an interview, "quote It all boils down to civil liability. They do not want anybody to be able to have factual evidence that would make them pay for these. Yeah. What I consider to be crimes. Yeah. So he's saying if they admit that these things happened, that means the state is directly responsible for it. Yeah. <laughs> so they just are like, mm, we can't find the evidence." um bullshit yeah and they also said that they had no reason to believe that the staff caused any death like if there was they admit that there were deaths on the campus but it was like pneumonia (laughs) i can't like no or like they had the deaths i talked about with the fire they say it was stuff like that it was all like unavoidable things that the school didn't cause at that point it's willful and but all the people have spoken up like the white house boys and staff and stuff have said they'd say exact opposite they're like it was it was the guards the high up staff the people in charge of the white house they were directly responsible for some of these things no yeah i lied there are two more stories i share from kaiser i put them here though because this is when i talked about his interview these are very very not fun very bad disclaimer again here (laughs) that these two stories are are probably as detailed as it gets um so he had seen personally 
where staff like took the abuse too far and two times seen it like result in death. Damn. So he personally could say like, no, the staff was very much responsible for this abuse and death. Uh, he had watched a boy die in a tub. He had described him as looking like he had been attacked by dogs. Oh and it was God. after one of the, the, the White House incidents. He had also personally seen them remove a boy's body out of a big dryer <gasps> that they had put him in. What and he fuck? couldn't confirm if the boy died or not. He wasn't sure if like he had um if he was like removed from the facility just because of how hurt he was from that or if he was dead when they took him out. But either way, terrifying. No, yeah. And it was the other kids could see this. Like it wasn't hidden from no, them. Yeah. And they're still not being believed. As this adults coming bullshit. coming forward and saying, I watched this happen as a 16, a 10-year-old in some cases, but as a teenager, I'm watching other kids my age go through this. And now as an adult, I'm trying to get people in trouble, but they just don't believe any of us. No, yeah. Even though there's hundreds of us banding together to come fight this. Willfully being, no, no. Like, at that point, bro, don't you realize that makes you the villain in this story? Yeah, and there is, um, I talk about it a little bit later, but they do band together to sue, like, specific people. Like, they say this staff, the one-armed man, his name was Ted... Cruz. No, not Ted Cruz. But he <laughs> also was, the Zodiac he, Killer. Um, he had one arm, and they, they specifically tried to take him to court, and the state was like, no. Why not? Because they already did the first investigation, and they Bullshit. said... You know, we've already looked into this. Imagine there is the no evidence. state telling you that there's no evidence that you were physically abused for years. Like, bro, isn't the scars enough? Yeah, that there was. <laughs> in some of those, the state's reports, they're like, uh, we did the interviews, but they didn't have like, you know, they didn't even have enough scars to like back up their own stories. And then later investigations are like, these people are so obviously scarred from yeah. abuse that it's not even funny that those are in the other reports because it's just incorrect. Um, I have some quotes later on that go into it. Uh, fuck the state. There is, like I said, a cemetery on campus. Uh, and according to the records, there's only about 30 boys buried here. 31. I don't know why I said about when it's one more. <laughs> 31 people are buried here. There's little white crosses where the people are buried. But like as stories started to get gathered and names are recalled and like other mm -hmm. records are pulled... And, like, family members are saying, well, like, I had this relative who, like, you know, was there from this long and we never saw them again. Yeah. There were <laughs> almost a hundred deaths I was that have say, taken place on the campus not. over the 111 years it was open. Some so that's a death fucking, a year. No, yeah. Some <laughs> of those are fucking double graves. Yeah. Right? We'll get into it. Okay, I was about to say, there's no way. Um, like, they were either disposing of bodies a different way, or they were just stacking them up in a pit. Yeah, no. Some reports say that the bodies were sent back to families, but, like, in some of the cases, they weren't. That's just a lie. The families never got any bodies back. No, yeah. But in the reports, they look like, oh, we don't know where they're buried because we sent it back to the family so they could, like, bury them where they wanted. Right. Which just isn't how those records work either. No, yeah. You, you, you track it to fruition, yeah. you know. If you lost a body, that's enough cause to sue you. Yeah, Um. so some people have no idea where, like, family members wound up. I would be pissed. Uh, and then we get a little bit more though so it doesn't end there thankfully uh there's a group of researchers that okay. come about from the university of south florida and they good for the college kids they 
their whole research is to to look for these missing people is pretty much what's going interesting. on. They begin using underground... It's interesting that that's through a university and not through, like, the police department or anything. Yeah, also. they were just personally interested say, in what happened here. Academia usually comes through, though. Yeah, no, it literally... It, and she... The, the same woman who, like, is in charge of this one kind of comes back later for when something else comes. But it's, mm-hmm. like, people who are personally interested in what happened here. And then people who had family members or relatives that went through here get involved yeah uh and so it's it's people outside of the law enforcement have to come figure out what happened here because the state just denies most of it from happening right because if that if they didn't come forward then the state would have ended it there yeah that's crazy (laughs) uh so they begin using underground like radar (gasps) to look around the campus no uh specifically they looked at the campus cemetery first and found at least 20 more graves than those that are marked and some of those graves contain more than one body. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> oh my god. And it, it also, they find that where 50- the grave markers are isn't necessarily where a grave is. So it seems like they came and put the grave markers after On a different the fact. Day? Yeah. yeah. It was just to be like, oh, look, but there's only 31 graves up there. Because they put 31 markers. No, could you imagine that also, side note, before those markers were placed? Like, oh, no, that's where we bury the bodies. And then, like, you find out an inspector is coming, so you have to make it look like a real respectful cemetery instead yeah. of the body pit Instead of that just a dump zone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, and you, if you also remember, some of the boys had to dig those graves up there. You know, yeah. they were told to dig boy-sized holes. Holes. And just, they, they knew why. You know, they weren't. <laughs> you could figure out as a 16-year-old why you're having to there's people going missing and people getting hurt and you're digging boy-sized holes you know they knew that it was just a dumping ground which is even worse to know that like no yeah that's what's happening no it's like you're digging you know that today your your schedule consists of going to dig a boy-sized hole and then you go to dinner that night and notice that little timmy isn't there yeah like they knew no they knew and that's and they terrifying. Knew. Oh yeah. my god. And they uh, knew. One of the biggest issues that these researchers face though is that the records of these burials are obviously very, very bad because yeah. half of them are like covered up. You know, yeah. they're like, we sent that away. Um, so it's you know, it's pretty standard, even at this time, to have well documented maps of any cemetery. Yeah. So any hospital that's in charge of a cemetery, any like government that like state building that's in charge of a cemetery it has to be well documented yeah someone has to be able to come into the facility and be like i this is my relative i would like to see where they're buried and you would have to be able to point on a map exactly where, where. they're buried you know when they were buried there are laws about who a buried them yeah it has to be very very and then once detailed. something becomes a cemetery it cannot ever be anything else yeah like you have to regulate that shit so that one day when you're excavating ground for, like, new shit to make sure you don't accidentally dig up a person. Yeah, yeah, and the school has none of this. They don't even know, like, they have some stuff on some of the 31 boys that they did say were there, but, like, not even all of that's well documented. So it's, like, super sketchy <laughs> from the get-go because they only have so many names to work off of and the graves aren't where the graves are marked. So it's like there's laws about digging up bodies too. Yeah. Not accidentally. So you can't just go, I think that we can't. You can't just exhume a grave. Yeah. We don't know which grave is. We don't know what name is where. 
So we can't go dig up this grave thinking that it's this family that okayed us to dig it up and it not be. Right. So there was huge issues with that because they're also not law. It's a research team from a college. They they wind up getting blocked a lot because they have to ask the law to be like, we want to figure out what's going on here. And the law is the one trying to cover up what went on there. Uh, I would love to be a fly on the wall in the in the room of that conversation. Yeah, to be like, is there like there are more bodies? No, they're not. Mm, but we investigated, so we can't go and do. There's any actually more. less bodies. <laughs> Someone took them. Like fuck y'all. Um, fuck the police. Yeah. So the school has no documentation that. of anything that's helpful because they're hiding things, uh, and it creates a big issue because. These bodies can't be exhumed without the consent of family. And if you don't know who's where, you don't know whose family to get consent from. Uh, <laughs> that is such a crazy concept. Uh, and like oh I said, the God. poor records were probably to cover up what we're doing. They couldn't like have actually sent the bodies home. Yeah. Because they the be- family would see the, the wounds on the bodies. The abuse. Um, so they probably said, we sent this one home. And didn't. Yeah. And just dumped it and anyway. And then it's like, oh, it got lost And in the any mail. of the ones that they did bury there, that's the one they kept some records for to look like, oh, but if we would have kept them here, we would have had all these records. You know, it was just like a It was a, a fake back. paper trail. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this starts getting super interesting. Oh, is he snoring? Adam's. Wait. That's not snoring. That's snoring. That's Adam snoring, at least. <laughs> Keep going. He sounds, he sounds like he's possessed. <laughs> Just growling in the corner. Uh, but yeah, it gets super interesting here, though, because a man steps forward. And he knows that his relative is buried at the school. Oh. Uh, and How does he know that? He just didn't know where. I'll get into it. His okay. name is Glenn. Uh barnador i'm not sure how to say his last name okay but i call him glenn uh <laughs> okay glenn and he is looking for his uncle thomas and if you remember i mentioned thomas earlier he was the 13 year old Boyd who died just over a month after, after showing there. up there after being brought to the school so they know that they had brought him on whatever day and that he died a little over a month which is crazy um so they had those records so when glenn was older uh he his he wanted to to find the body and have him properly laid to rest at their family's graveyard so he wanted to kind of like finally bring him home kind of thing super sweet glenn's glenn's a nice guy uh and he brings in new info to the table he had actually gone to the school in the 1990s to try to find the body i totally don't think i said the date of when this research is happening because i mentioned it again later but this is starting in, in 2012 after okay, the school I assumed, is closed. I assumed some of oh, it. I, well, I guess it would have to be. Yeah. So some of it starts before the school is closed. And that's why I started. I laid it out a little weird. So this some of their like initial research before they really get onto the campus starts earlier. Okay. Uh, and then they finally get on campus when it's closed because it's not an operating facility anymore. Makes so sense. they can do the actual stuff. So I meant to like layer it and then i wound up just talking about most of the research now talking about the clothes and then kind of like finalizing with the research that makes sense. so it's a little weird but i will be better about 
dropping <laughs> the dates in from here yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so he New had gone earlier in the 1990s and tried to find the body then. And the school's open at this point, you know. Did it, they help him? Uh, they... <laughs> They do. They they bring him to where they think he's buried. Though. Yikes. So it's, it's like I said, they, those aren't actual grave markers. So they had to be like, yeah, he's buried somewhere here. Uh, uh, but when he asks, he's not taken to this cemetery that they're investigating now. And that's what he comes up to say. He's like, well, when I was here, they told me the bodies were buried over there. <gasps> Glenn! So he brings them to this other clearing in the woods that the staff member had originally brought him to that he claimed there were bodies there. He said that the bodies from the fire were there and a couple other people were buried here. Glenn! Uh, Glenn, you may have blown the lid off this whole thing! <laughs> so, but where Glenn and the others think this, uh, like, new cemetery is or might be located, it's on a part of the campus that is now up for sale. <gasps> so they have to go to the state again to halt the sale why couldn't they just buy it <laughs> i thought that that was going to be the t i thought you were going to be like so they bought the land and then gotta be expensive no, yeah i guess it it was a huge campus also like i it's like 1400 square feet of like not square acres not, acres, not feet I, acres. I was about to say that's, that's like a house it's a huge plot of land and the campus doesn't take up all of it there's woods on like uh -huh. the land it's a lot of land. i'd like to see a layout map yeah there, you can like google maps it and it'll yeah, bring you right to that. it and like just look where everything is i did it's it's a there's a lot of buildings too it's like that's what i want to spread see. out also um but yeah uh they have to like figure out how to get onto this area now uh so so glenn goes to court not the research team and that's important because he's trying to halt the sale now and the state like i've been saying has a big issue with the investigations because they're trying to do everything they can to block this research because if the stories are true the state of florida allowed the school to operate like this over a century yeah they just let it happen um but it's not them going to I court. I totally, like, added it's something Glenn. where it didn't need to be. But, yeah, it's a family member looking for a specific family member. Trying to get that grave exhumed specifically. It's not a group of people saying, we would like to exhume these graves. We need to find the people involved. It's a specific person looking for a specific person. So they can't block it as easy. Nice! <laughs> um, Glenn! So Glenn is my new he fucking He does hero. get the sales halted. Yes! Um, yes! Yes! Yes. I added some things where they shouldn't have been. Also, okay, tell me your. Little I don't know anecdotes. why my notes are. Um, so these were that happened later. So this was stuff happening like when Glenn's Glenn had come. And I think that's why I put it here. But it it's some more stuff that happened that the school did that wasn't great. Um, yeah, I just totally added this in the wrong area of my notes because it was from a different no, sort. Yeah, yeah. so the, I'm trying to figure out like how I put this here. But yeah, there were it was talking about that like in the 1990s they were being hogtied <gasps> to put in the isolation chambers, and it was making a point that when Glenn was there looking for his uncle, that was happening. Yeah, and when this place opened, they were chaining him on the leg. So it's like in those a hundred years nothing had changed they were just tying them up different now yeah and that was the point the article was making um imagine being hogtied 
Yeah, and so like this torture didn't stop until it was closed, uh, and despite any attempts to stop it. So like, why Glenn was there looking for his uncle the first time, that kind of stuff was still happening. Um, so in 2007 and 8, the school did start to acknowledge the treatment uh, of the boys' experience, and they held a ceremony, one of these ceremonies uh, that the White House boys were invited to and attended, and they put a plaque up on the White House building. So they're like trying to honor them and explain what happened. State. But at the same time, they're still doing the same things. You know, they're still hog tying people and sticking them in isolation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I totally went out of order here. That makes. But we're gonna come back to what, Glenn in a second. Do you know what second. the plaque said? It w- It explained like some of the history, but it didn't go into like great detail. detail. It was just like you know before things were regulated, there was like not great things happening here and people were treated pretty badly but it doesn't say like the state killed people and then tried to hide the bodies yeah. you know because the 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 investigation That's to so find the yucky. other bodies still didn't happen yet in yeah. 2007 they think there's 31 graves up on that hill not 50 something that's yucky uh so yeah despite this the boys at the school in like 2009 inspection that eventually gets the place closed, are still complaining about large amounts of mistreatment. So the same year they're putting this plaque up, they are investigated and they find like terrible things are still happening. No, yeah. So they're like, oh, we're so sorry for what we did, but they're still doing, doing it to it, kids. Literally. Um, what if I hate that? So in the report, 20% of the boys said they were sexually abused <gasps> and like about half said they were physically abused from the guards. Oh my God. Um, and that 20%? was 20%. That was 2009. That's so an insane They number. put the plaque up in 2008, you know, like it was, they're only doing things to look good in like the spotlight you know when when people are like look at all these terrible stuff they're like no but look at what we're doing all these reforms but as soon as everyone looks away they're just doing the same thing and the state just keeps letting it happen like it that <laughs> is an insane 20 uh, percent. that's a fucking insane number. so along with all of the incidents that happen like from this report what they can see is happening and just because the buildings are still like not that well kept that's what gets it closed in 2011 they finally are like maybe we should stop because they're putting plaques up but they're still doing things so they don't obviously don't have the capability to like actually fix this school no yeah Uh, it was a reform school that couldn't reform itself yeah which is just ironic but yeah that's what gets it closed in 2011 is this report from like Right after they do the celebration, people come in to get these reports and they're like, wait, they're putting up these plaques, but nothing changed. Fucking good. In a hundred years, nothing has changed. Good. <laughs> Fucking good. Finally, you're closed. Fucking so, finally. The like end all statement of that inspection. And then after this, we jump into the rest of the research because it happens after 2011. Gotcha. Try to keep it chronological, but then jumped a little too far earlier. Uh, but yeah. Their final, like, statement is that the youth confined at Dozer and JJOC, which was another reform school nearby doing similar stuff. Gotcha. Uh, but they were subject to conditions that placed them at serious risk of avoidable harm in violation of their rights protected by the Constitution of the United States. During our investigation, we received credible report- reports of misconduct by staff members to youth within their custody. The allegations revealed systematic, egregious, and dangerous practices ex- exacerbated 
by a lack of accountability and controls. Jesus. <laughs> These systematic defiances exist because state policies and it scrolled generally accepted juvenile justice procedures were not being followed. At we them. found that staff did not receive minimally adequate training. We At also them. found that proper supervision and accountability measures were limited and did not suffice to prevent undue restraints and punishments. Subtweet. Staff Staff failed to report allegations of abuse to the state, supervisors, and administrators. Staff members often failed to accurately describe use of force incidents and properly record use of mechanical restraints. Jesus. End quote. So they're, that's all just saying, yeah. like, nobody was paying attention to them. So as they learned that nobody was going to hold them accountable, it only got worse. Yeah. And I think that's awful. Um... It reminds me of when we did the MK Ultra episode and we really were just like, no, he got to do whatever he wanted. Yeah, it's around this time no was that the White House boys also like went to court, like I said earlier, against like specific staff members. Nice. Because this report comes out like finally admitting that something bad happens here. So they're like, we'll use this as our evidence. And they couldn't because the state goes, well... The statute of limitations is up on some no! of it. Even though this report is saying it's still happening. They're like, but for your case specifically, from the 60s, the statute of limitations says we can't take it. Sorry. Man, fuck <laughs> the state. Put the state in prison. And then the, the white boys also went in 2012 to get an action passed to compensate the victims. Good. It also fails. Why? Because the state. Fuck the state. The state is like, well, but... Look at all these reports that said nothing happened, even though this one came out and just said that everything happened. <laughs> anyway. Fuck um, the bitch named Florida. Yeah. They do eventually, like, apologize and, like, hold Fake. these, like, you know, memorial ceremonies. But it, it, there's no compensation from them. It's literally like, just come to this gathering. We're all sorry. Tee hee hee. Tee hee hee. Uh, just girly They things. had one of those as, like, recent as 2017. Um, one of these <laughs> fake ceremonies yeah um imagine being the state and saying the statute of limitations is up for your abuse but also come to my forgiveness celebration so that you can forgive me yeah uh and since then there has been talk of compensation that's happened uh but as of now still nothing has happened as of 2022 no nothing Bullshit. has been compensated um, and no criminal charges were ever given from these investigations. And people don't know if there ever will be. Even after these reports coming out that say staff were specifically responsible. So many times they're just like, mm, the statute of limitations is up for that specific guy. <laughs> for that specific guy? No. Yeah, they're really, they just block anything and everything they can. Because at some point, if too much comes out, they have to pay for what they did. Um, so, yeah. But we're going to finally come back to the, the University of South Florida <coughs> investigation, which really starts to pick up in 2012 mm -hmm. and kind of keeps keeps on going. Okay. And it takes a lull around 2016 and then stuff is found in 2019 that kind of picks it up. Okay. But so it's kind of on and off since 2012. Okay. Um, so uh. Glenn goes and he gets the state. Fuck yeah, Glenn. <laughs> to say, we'll, ho we'll hold the sale. Fuck yeah, So Glenn. you can find Thomas, your uncle. Uh, they, he also is able, with the help of the research team, he kind of makes them, he's like, well, we don't know where they are. So we have to dig up all the graves. <gasps> so he gets the research team not only like to find Thomas, he gets them a halt so they can exhume all of the graves they know about. 
So Glenn is literally and a it's superhero. The ones that they know about. So it's not even like just his little clearing because he might not be there. Yeah, he's saying like, well, we don't know where Fuck he is. Yeah. I need a, I need clearance to do all of it. And because now this report has come out from 2009 through 2011 about stuff still happening, the that like team of investigators is on board and they let it happen. They're like, yeah, this could have criminal stuff going along with it. Fuck so yeah. the state was forced to to let them. Fuck yeah. Pretty much. Um, so yeah, Glenn was vital because it was a specific person looking for a specific person. Yeah. And this report comes out with criminal charges. So now it's a specific person looking for a specific person that may have been killed by criminal means. Yes. So it, it gets them a lot more accessibility to the campus, pretty much. Glenn um, came in clutch. Yeah. So, and it's unmarked graves. And since all of them are unmarked, even the marked ones aren't really marked they're all allowed to be exhumed because you can't be like well this one we know has steve so we can't dig up this one yeah because you don't know where any of them are yeah but they've mapped it out and said well these markers are in the wrong spot so we don't know who's who even if these were marked yeah so it literally gives them access to all of them fuck yeah um so they begin exhuming graves in august 2013 and they find 55 (gasps) bodies Oh my um, God. which is more than the 31 documented graves. Uh, and there is suspected to be at least double that on the grounds because so many more reports have come about saying that like there's 100 deaths. So people, they're now suspecting, well, I'll talk about it again later, they're suspecting that there's another extra grave site. A third one? Yeah. So they exhumed the other two and found the 55? Yeah. Okay. So, and, and most of these bodies were found, like, on the outskirts of the cemetery. So, like, in the woods, too. Yeah. It's not all in this clearing. They tried to, like, hide some under a tree. You know, it was like they didn't want these things found kind of things. Wow. Uh, so, by 2014, they had identified three of the bodies for sure. Like, had gotten family contacted and were able to, like, concretely identify them. And one of these was Thomas, okay. who reportedly had died of pneumonia. Okay. But couldn't quite tell. Yeah. Um, by six, 2016, they had made uh, 14 more unconfirmed identification. Uh, it was between 14 and 21, but they were kind of less concrete identifications. Okay. But they were, like, more and more well able to, like, tie these stories together. Uh, and then at this time, though, they're really trying to, like, push for. They're trying to find these other graves, Good. you know, because they're, like there's more people missing and at some point like i talked about the school was segregated yeah, yeah, yeah. into like a north and south side so they think there's like uh one in the north one in the south but one's like a marked one in the area and they find the unmarked one yeah in the area and so they're like well there might be an opposite for e- there might be a marked one in this area gotcha or an- another unmarked one here and another unmarked one on this side so there's two on both sides now gotcha. so they're kind of like speculating that kind of stuff but, but that would make sense yeah so they're they're trying to push for like the go-ahead to look for it but they can't really get it because why when they had Glenn, they could be like, we're looking for the specific person. Yeah. But now they don't have a Glenn because Glenn found his specific person. So the state is, again, able to be like, mm, but you, you're just speculating at this yeah. point. That is until 2019 <gasps> when another 27 graves were found what? during a pollution cleanup. <gasps> so it was like you're saying. The graves were unmarked, 
they okayed construction to happen <gasps> on this area because they had no idea bodies were there. And so they start this cleanup and they find bodies. So they have to stop the project and bring back this radar and they find at least 27 other graves, some holding more than one person. Fuck the state. Um, they thought they were doing something too. By yeah. Like, okay, and shit so to happen here. They have not been able to exhume all of them. They have, like, some of the ones that were, like, partially uncovered yeah. have been moved. moved. Um, uh, but they're still, like, fighting with the state to try to figure out how to move this investigation forward. And that's as much as I could find on it but yeah they uh they found even more of them and who knows if there's like more sites like that you know there's gotta be because if that was another 27 Mm -hmm. it seems like the average is between 20 and 30 in each spot yeah there has to be a fourth one yeah that's fucking crazy Mm mm-hmm fuck florida for be- literally no, literally we're like mm, we can find no physical evidence of the abuse though even though we have hundreds of interviews saying it happened and also bodies and also the buildings are in terrible conditions so what do you mean you have no evidence that something not good was happening but there? it's also the dichotomy of like oh um the statute of limitations is actually up on your abuse, so no, you can't sue them. But also, please come to this forgiveness ceremony. We put up a plaque. We'll put up a plaque for you. You must forgive me because I spent $100 on this plaque. And, like, meanwhile, people are coming to these cel- celebrations, and one guy fainted because of how terribly they were treated in that building. Like, it <sighs> literally, it was just, the state was like, didn't happen. We... I don't mean think about it, though. They let it happen for 100 years. Literally. As recent as 2009, they had terrible things happening in there. And the on- nobody did anything because the state kept like, well, we told them to stop. And then nobody checked if they did. See, at it that was point, literally no. for, for the media. They would be like, we put this new rule up. And the media was like, yay, we're glad that you can no longer abuse kids. But nobody checked if they oh, were yeah. doing anything about it. See, that makes me so mad. And there's, like... Especially after, like, funding and stuff would be, like, moved around. They would, like, get rid of people. You know, they would yeah. hire supervisors. But then in three years, when people kind of forgot about the incident, they'd just fire them again. Yeah. It was a lot of, like, the school itself was doing a lot of stuff to just, like, push back on these regulations. It would be like, mm, we don't have the funding to keep that branch of our, like, board up. So let's just get rid of it. What the fuck? And Florida just let it happen and just turned a blind eye. And Sue Florida even if in they weren't, federal court. Even if they weren't malicious, it's, they just didn't care. Because and it was children like, involved and they were like, mm, nobody, nobody will know. Because it's also like the, the pushing back, like, no, you can't sue them. Um, no, you can't, you can't dig can't up the graves. Them. You can't sue them until your statute of limitations is up. Yeah. Ooh, you probably could have sued them this year, but... Oops. Your statute of limitations is up. Yeah. No, I would have... Fu- sue the fucking state for impeding an investigation. Yeah, and it sucks that they're, they don't have the go-ahead to get these new graves investigated. How do you not have the go-ahead to dig up a mass unmarked grave? Yeah. Because that's what? literally what it is. It is a mass unmarked grave. But and there's you know like, it's unmarked because if it had been marked anywhere in paperwork, literally construction literally, could not have happened there. The state wants to like cover it up, but it, like the fake paper trails is so easy for the state to be like, but look, there's no records of people. Like it's, it's so easy for them to be like, oh, well, mm, we can't look at it anymore. It's too long ago. Don't look. Fuck Florida. 
Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and they're they um having to like go with the state again. In two thousand that's DeSantis in Florida, you know, was like still pushing back on like oh, but there's so many legal loopholes. I can't just let you dig up graves yet. Yes, you can. It's so dumb. A massive because they grave. know that will be a major so many people could sue if anything comes like concrete out yeah if they find a body with like you know discernible things or something you know head if, trauma yeah if they can find like and it's a it's not law investigating them though it's a research team and yeah. that's where a lot of other stuff even if they find things they're not officer they're not investigators that's the other thing why is it like i i know that law is the state which is inherently just a problem with cases like this it's literally just bias that is when but yeah they can be paid off by the the no local government or just prevented from investigating by local government yeah that's red tape, the fucking yeah. fbi needs to be involved in this shit but like the fact that if if these researchers hadn't gotten involved it would not have been investigated point blank period. Never. Yeah, we would still think there was 31 graves up there. It's fucking crazy. We wouldn't know about the, when Glenn came forward and said, well, wait a second, this is not the cemetery they brought me to in the 90s. Yeah. They brought me over here in the woods. Yeah. Um, Glenn is such a hero. Fuck yeah, Glenn. Whoa. That's crazy, dude. But yeah, I also thought the radar was crazy they were able to bring that out there and they're like wait a second this is a huge issue no yeah i i that makes me so mad for them Mm -hmm. that like they just can't get and it was just a genuine interest to be like genuine genuine suspicion too like they were like something went on here and i'm going to find out because the government won't but it's like you know armchair investigators yeah that's people who like like how reddit has solved so many cold cases Mm -hmm. and shit because it's like at some point, we don't police have... aren't made for investigating crimes, mm-hmm. especially ones committed by the state. Mm-hmm. Like, well, no, then the state can the just state. stop. The state would be like, mm, you can't investigate on Tuesdays. <laughs> no, yeah, because you are the state, bro. You're like, paid by them. They control what you do and where you go. Right. And it's just aggravating in instances like this because it was hundreds of children went through that building. Literally. It's crazy. Wild wow now i see what you mean it was just a crime no like i i I didn't even really look for ghosts because it was like that's just yeah leave it there yeah Um, but school it um there was so much like the radar and stuff too to talk about like the legal loopholes they had to go through just to like look for missing children because the state knows that if anyone finds anything out, that they will be in huge trouble. Because that was 2009, you know, when people were, like, saying half of these kids are still abused. Um, A true horror story, NPR. I want to see... <gasps> That's a postcard. That first one. That's the that one you just clicked after that is the White House. You see it? Oh shit! Um, yeah, it's just a, a one oh my story. god, the like, crosses. Yep, just in the clearing in the woods, and that's not where the graves are. Is this also the White House? Yeah, I hate the way it looks. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't even have like a pointed roof. It's literally just like a a box, a 
box built that to, for can this. only be like a few rooms too they're tiny too yeah and they had two cells i forgot to mention it is because this that was built before they desegregated so some of the rooms were for the white students and gotcha. some were for the black but then when they segregated the school you could be put in any part of the building which sucks because like you know what they did with desegregation was just make it easier to, to torture them, whoever yeah. they wanted to I hate this. The Florida boy. Oh, that's the plaque? I believe so, yes. Yo! Yo! This is crazy looking. Like, those are probably, like, dormitories and stuff. Where's the one with the beds? There, right there. Look, you can't oh even God. reach the floor over in Emily. the corner. And then it's just a house. Wow. The crosses are getting me. Oh my gosh, I forgot his name, but it, it, there is a Urban Explorer on YouTube. Uh-huh. Um... Oh my god, it's like stealth something. Okay. Or something stealth. I will put it in the Discord. I'll like link it. He got in to the, the campus. Is it like, you know, not doing anything now. It's closed. Yeah. Um, you know, trespassing on yeah, government so property. So he, he gets in um, and has some like really just eerie shots of everything. But like, yeah, explores everything. It's really cool stuff. So I will link that video because yeah, he kind of gives you that. a walkthrough of the whole place. I want to see that. Yeah. I can't Urban remember. Urban explorers are really doing. The backbone of society. That one guy who breaks into Disney World. Yeah. And now has like a lifetime ban. He has two lifetime bans now. <laughs> so if he gets one appealed somehow, he has another one. That's funny. He broke into the water park. Mm-hmm. Um, over, that island. Yeah. It's, I um, what it's called. It's across from the island, actually, because the island's also closed. Yeah, but you, he didn't. Isn't that why he got his first one? Was breaking onto the island? I it's like it the bacteria. Been. Yeah, in both of them, there the the that lake. Yeah. is the water's not great. Um, but there's also alligators in it, and it's none of these places are kept up. But like I've stayed at the campground right there because yeah. the water park was next to the campground, and so from the little boat you can see. Yeah. where he got into and it's creepy it's awful to look into because it's an abandoned water park but it's like overgrown in the yeah. woods which like trees in a water park just look so there's like vines going down the sides it looks like an apocalypse movie it's creepy and the island's also weird yeah like there's a dock on yeah. it and you can that's about all you can see though yeah it's so overgrown you can't see any of the structures that were on it at one point, you know, like I'm it, like ninety percent sure though that when he got onto that island, he also stole something, didn't he? Oh, he I don't took, remember. Like, a piece of an animatronic or something. I like I he filmed the whole thing. It's all on YouTube. Yeah, and no, I've never seen pictures from it too. It's just creepy, and it like, yeah, there was brain eating or like yeah. flesh eating bacteria in the stuff, so it, they had to shut it all down because it was using the that lake water right yeah. there awful no awful. that guy that guy's a hero national hero yeah a national hero with two lifetime bands to disney world that's so good 
What a bragging point, though. No, everyone's like, I'm going to Disney for vacation. She's like, I can't go to Disney. Why, Steve? I got two lifetime bans. Why, Steve? <laughs> for breaking and entering. <laughs> for breaking into Disney World. And isn't there... And getting onto an island and into a water park. And wasn't there one other one? That he got into? Yeah, there's like another part of the Disney park that was closed, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. I know he did the like that area. Because when I went there, it was like, oh, that guy, he was here. That guy, he was here. Let's look it up. Um, um, what do I search? Um, Urban Explorer, di- no, Disney? Disney World, World River. River Country. Is it this guy? Matt Sanwa? Hmm. I just want to get onto his YouTube channel. Yeah, you can probably look up I didn't was... want to click the link. What's up, YouTube? The the island. Service tower in Disney World. (laughs) Following cops in Epcot. Escaping Disney's River Country. Disney's Expedition Everest. That's the ride. Climbing Disney's Big Thunder Mountain Railroad? <laughs> Did he break into the park after hours? I mean, he probably just hid somewhere. Oh, maybe this is what I was remembering. Epcot. Disney blackmailed me. <laughs> if this guy ever goes missing... Disney killed him. Escaping Disney on a dirt bike. Oh, he went to the Stitch ride. Mm-hmm. Defunct Stitch's Great Escape. The Yeti. There's a, a lot of people with lifetime bans. <laughs> I wonder why. How do you get a lifetime ban from Disney World? I found this article, 10 actions that will get you banned from Walt Disney. Okay, okay. Let's, let's go through let's them Let's go through quick. them. That can be the closure of this week's episode. How do you get banned from Disney World? Weapons. Oh, okay. Number one. That one makes sense. Marijuana. Okay. Selfie sticks. What? <laughs> we have guns, drugs, selfie sticks. <laughs> Okay. Um. Oh, it says it might not end in a ban, but people have been banned. That's just so weird. Uh, posing as a Disney character. Knew that. I, one, I have yeah. heard that one. Uh, hitting, harassing, or assaulting a Disney character. <laughs> the specifications of a Disney character. <laughs> Unauthorized backstage access. Trespassing. You know, trespassing. Unauthorized banners, flags, or speeches. Okay. Makes sense. Unauthorized videotaping. Where is authorized videotaping? I think there's like certain shows and stuff you can't videotape. Okay. Oh, or riding the rides. Because you have to sneak your phone on. Because if you drop your phone, it could hit someone. Gotcha. So like, 
they don't want to get sued for that, but also, I guess they don't want their rides shown. Engaging in an unsafe act. Okay. Balloons. What? Oh, if you bring in balloons where the live animals are. Because they sell balloons in all of the parks except Animal Kingdom. Okay. And they don't want the balloons in with the animals. Yeah. Balloons are banned inside of Animal Kingdom in order to help keep the animals safe. Makes sense. And also banned in that park are plastic straws and drink lids. Makes sense. So, to keep the animals. Good for Disney. That's cool. Yeah, because the Starbucks, if you go in there, in Animal Kingdom, only gives paper straws. Makes sense. What about the lids? I don't remember. I would assume they're paper. Yeah, probably. Is the Starbucks themed at all? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I think all of them are in Disney. I love that. Um. Yeah. So now we know. Don't bring selfie sticks to Disney. And also don't trespass on Disney property. I want to. So bad. No, I want to. I Disney want to. Disney don't come for me, but it's a dream of mine no yeah that the six flags dude i follow this guy on instagram hold on i post i repost a bunch of his stuff on my story he i don't know how he finds these fucking places but he urban explores the coolest shit we're looking in one at going to one in um school redacted place uh-huh uh we found it door dashing and we looked into it and it was a a girl's school a religious girl's school for for um it was only for black children okay. but it was so it was a girl's school and it was religious and they had this giant jesus statue on the front of it and it's this old red brick building that looks super creepy and we thought it was an asylum at first but it uh was this like it's like a little ways off the road too, and we're trying to figure out how to get in. How do you find that door dashing? I was just door dashing. I just drove down a road and I looked to the left and like that building looks abandoned and terribly creepy. And how'd you figure out it was a girls' school? We looked into we put the address in. Oh. Um. Look at this guy's Instagram. Whoa, wait, that's cool. I saw him because on TikTok he posted that he 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 was urban exploring a movie theater and it was like all left how it was there was a star wars poster like in the glass have you seen the mall did we talk about the mall i saw the tiktok of uh, i i think we're talking about the where same it's just mall. left untouched yeah and all the stuff's in the store yeah. still like, well look at this. podcast oh that's cool yeah i want to go to places like that i don't know how to find them though <laughs> i i know like forums and stuff work really well that's sick the diner podcast this was a long recording yeah we gotta go podcast i'm tired i'm also sick but i love you guys hope you're having fun um i think this episode becomes the start of every other week oh yeah so for the summer, we're only doing every other week because we can only pre-record certain content <laughs> before Emily disappears. Yeah. Yeah. So be prepared for that, I guess. Yeah. We'll, we'll announce, too. Follow us on everything. Instagram, TikTok, 
um, join our Discord. It's in the link tree in our Instagram bio along with our Google Drive where pictures from each episode are. We're about two months behind. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Ask if you want anything specific. That. Because well, it'll probably be faster yeah. than <laughs> updating the thing. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.